This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash laser and get a free audiobook on us. Hey, man, man, you need to relax. I mean, I've been listening to you, brother. You way too uptight, man. You got to look around you. Everybody's having fun out here. They drinking, they fighting, they pissing on the streets. It's New Year's Eve. They loving the ladies. You know, lady go out on New Year's Eve. She ain't trying to carry a burden, man. She trying to let one go. You want to know how I succeed? Not really, no. I would tell you what I do. See, first of all, bro, you got to smile. Like this here. Do that a lot. See, bitches love that kind of thing. They love happiness, right? Now, number two. Number two, this is very important. Don't talk about death. Because bigger is better. 6,000 SUX, an American tradition. Is that good? Are we recording? We are. Oh, that was a good way to start the... Dude, it's laser time of the year! Whoa! Already with old sound effects. (laughs) Old sound effects? People haven't heard that episode yet. Oh. That's a tease for another podcast. But it's still something from like 80s or before. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, I don't know where I'm supposed to get new instances of pop culture. But that can be part of... What's this episode about? It's a return. Um, a new, How we spent our Christmas vacation? A little bit. A new Year's and, resolutions. And learn to love the bomb. But ex- <laughs> ex- I wanted to sound more exciting than that. I mean, because like, I, in the 18 months of the site's history, it's never taken this long of a break. Mm. Ever. Ever. And I just, but I, me personally, I wanted a huge, huge fucking break. I was exhausted. I did post a Star Trek article. It did. Article and it's in still like the fourth article on the page. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Two or three weeks ago. But that's all going to change. And part of that, we'll talk more about that, I guess, I suppose, in a little bit. Uh, maybe the next segment, we can talk about stuff for the new year. We do have exciting things coming your way from Laser Time. Tell a friend. Who are we? I'm Chris Antista. I'm Henry Gilbert. I'm Dave Red. <laughs> uh, Brett. Wait a minute. This is from the 60s. I know, I said pre-80s. I know, but like, don't <laughs> get any any credit for mining our, our wealth of cultural history beyond think, from when I was born and things I cherish? Well, I think that's all we've done. A little mm-hmm. history. What, what do you want us to do? Here, uh, find the soundtrack from Sam Raimi's Return to Oz? I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, you mean the great and powerful Oz? That's sort of what I meant. I think uh, you should play on anyone born after 95 who really loves extreme dinosaurs. It's not... <laughs> It's not that I'm not concerned about that demo. I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah, there's that too. So, in, yeah, where are your kids' laser time? Huh? You kids who, after 95... We need a laser time junior. You make your own laser time junior. <laughs> yeah. Scrappy time. Yeah. That's what we need to buy face. 17-year-olds who really feel nostalgic for things they saw in Noggin. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this is about Christmas because a bunch of... And that was another thing. Super busy. Start this off. I don't want to bum anybody out. <laughs> don't want to bum anybody out. But uh, my Christmas, I get there and my parents are now moving, in the process of moving my grandparents into an old folks home against their will. Because grandfather... I didn't realize I'd been living in a retirement community in Ocala for 20 years. 
So he bought that house in Ocala, top of the world. Everybody drives a golf cart. Where's the pants high? It's a great, <laughs> the paradise of elderly so and it's like Seinfeld skin. where his parents live. Yes. And like, <laughs> but I mean, to, I understand he bought that house and he's sort of like, well, this is the last house I'll ever buy. I don't need to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Grandma starts losing her mind. Can't take care of herself pissing her pants. And he's 90 and like, I, he, was, he was operating on that. No one's going to take care of my wife. No one's going to take care of my wife. Ever, ever, ever. We've heard, yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so he's taking, he's helping her put her fucking pants on. Let's assume after a shitty accident. Uh, God, I hate the idea of getting old. And she's like, no! And pushes him over, breaks his hip and his Ooh. leg. Oh, so while this is at, so so while this is at, you're in an old folks home. And she's like, well, her Alzheimer's so onset. We're not equipped to deal with this. You're an old folks home. This is not a new. <laughs> this is not a new thing. You're not equipped to handle Alzheimer's patients. That was. Yeah. It was really blindsided us too. Sounds like the staff had Alzheimer's. Like, yes. Do you not remember how to deal with this? Did you not remember this is like one of the only things that can happen to people <laughs> whose hearts are kept alive but bodies suck? Like, <laughs> this is exactly what happened. So they had to put them in. A, now have to like my parents had to like be executive of their estate, sell their shit, get their insurance together, and put them into two separate homes. One oh. in memory care, and then oh. grandfather needs to be moved to another place because he can't walk anymore. He can't walk for the next six months because that's so much time it takes a brittle fucking bone to heal. <laughs> so the whole time we're down there picking up prescriptions, and then mom, because she's a fat klutz, falls down and breaks her arm. So like, oh. I am just all day picking up prescriptions, going oh, over man. there. My grandfather, it's so depressing, is like lucid enough to where like I'm supposed to be the father. I wish I was dead. I wish it was dead dead. and I walked out and I had to go there spend so much time in that old folks home and we went there on Christmas and it was like oh man some nice girl comes in there to volunteer to play the piano and like all the old people like it's too loud I can't hear (laughs) them that piano's too loud that piano's too loud and a bunch of get this flapper brought out of here and all all (laughs) all I know about old folks home they used to deliver Chinese food there and the staff are the worst people in the universe never tipped me uh, always with a fucking attitude because I'm guessing it's a low-paying job that nobody wants. Yeah, um, and they suck, and I'm just in there like you suck, and you're dealing with my grandfather. I got to get the fuck out of here. And my sister and my dad walk out of there on Christmas Day, and like I'm like one, I'm not going in there ever again. I'm not, I'm not going in there ever again, and I don't want to hear shit from you people about smoking because these are the years of my life I'm shaving off. This is not <laughs> happening to me. This is not happening to me at all. This will not happen to me. My even my mom like it was a very chipper pleasant cheesy person is like uh she's like, no i understand we would never put you through that in fact i have a bottle of uh oxycodone that i'll just swallow right now if that wow mom awesome thank you no but she said it she said it completely cheery yeah like no i'm not this that shit will not happen to me that it was oh so horrible so horrible the whole I'm just time. hoping by that time I and mean, we got like 50 years until that happens and mm. I'm just hoping we get some cybernetic implants yeah. like, but not oh, cyber God. it's more about me being irritated that like what was the point in keeping these people alive this long is it just to keep paying taxes what did this do for them <laughs> well it would be just keep them alive because you can like it's just but I think that's the greatest good. thing that happened in his life is he discovered a Jimmy Stewart movie on the fucking home cable <laughs> that that's the greatest that he discovered something old it's like the saddest little fucking room man it's fucking yeah, depressing it's, yeah it's, it's and you know and we're talking to people about it because this is how like millionaires who can't take care of themselves and haven't you know, who would be leaving this money to their children are being kept alive 20 years longer than normal and bleed it all out yeah. into these fucking homes where they're taken care of. They're basically incontinent and can't do shit and someone has to come and shower for them and they bleed through your inheritance, your family's legacy. 
Don't let that happen to the people you love. Please, please. Uh, Kill your parents. Yes. Uh, well, there's got to be a better term for it. I constantly <laughs> could not stop thinking about Soylent Green, where Edward G. Robinson's like, that's just it for me. I'm going to go lay down in this hallucination hut, and that'll, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. You opt opt out. Opt the fuck there's out. A, Encourage that. Jesus. A very good Star Trek episode called Half a Life Ooh. that's about that. And, uh, and so Luxana Troy, who is Troy's mother, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle Roddenberry. Uh, Roddenberry. 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 Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's Michelle Barrett, uh, Charlie Barrett, Roddenberry, Roddenberry. <laughs> so you see how we got there. Uh, but no, um, she ends up meeting this guy, uh, this scientist, very clever. He invents this new technology. I uh, forget the subplot, of the, which is the science science fiction aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But the point is his race on this planet, their, their species, they have this thing where at the age of 60, it's self-euthanasia. Yes. It's, it's a, but it's a chi- euthanasia. That's good. But it's a cherished thing. It's like... Mm-hmm. Like it's like the age of sixty or sixty-five, whatever it is. But it's like my best years are behind me. And and, and but the, this, you know, she finds out like just as they're falling in love, like I'm gonna be dead in a month. She's like, uh, he's like, I don't want to get started with this because you know I'm gonna next month I'm gonna die. And she's like, what? What's wrong with you? She's like, nothing. I'm healthy as an ox. It's <laughs> my great. turn. And it's like it's just time for me to go. And and she's just like, that's barbaric. Like what? No, every every year yeah. is precious. And he's just like, but there's a really compelling thing in there where it's like you know like. I would be a burden to other people, yes. and I would be. People will then remember me as I was, as a, as a as a noose or a ball and chain, and just this this agonizing end. The last ten or fifteen years, everyone's blah 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 blah, and then he's like, "I'd rather, like, I want to go out with dignity. I have my memory, I have mm-hmm. my health, but everything from here on out is a question mark. Maybe I've got ten more good years. Maybe it's going to all fall apart, and then if I just drag it out and out and out." It's just a very interesting argument, and they have it and, back well, and that's, forth. That's what I, I, I noticed that going spending all this time with this old folks' home is that yeah, we all I think we all say that like we want to go out with a little bit of dignity, and then you get so feeble, and the yeah. instincts kick in, and your brain goes away a little bit, and you just I want to, I my body, my brain is just telling me to not die, and you, yeah. you and you lose all sense of dignity because you <clears throat> gradually have lost it over the period. Yeah. Of 15 but I also years. feel like youth gives you the balls to be like, I want my dignity. I'd rather die young, and then when you get to that age, you're like. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is all I got left. And, I'm going to hang on to every the same single second. It's of like a dog that yeah. follows a person home because they dropped a piece of their fucking burger on the park bench. Because <laughs> maybe I'll be able to survive another day if I go this way. Maybe now I should start going to church. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this yeah. is a dark. Is it dark? dark. This is a oh, these are, by the way, these are also the people voting and swinging shit because they're bored out of their mind dictating uh. policy. Frightened little feeble friends. Uh, no, well, now I'm out of grandparents, so now yeah, what I've been... Here. What I've been thinking of lately is just the, you know, mortality of my parents. Yeah. Like, they're, my mom is 60, my dad is turned 64, like... Did come to my attention. It, Back in the day, I, we would we would be, like, four kids in. I would be, like, two kids in to my first marriage, at least, yes, right now. Yeah. And my yeah. parents are 60-something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yowch. Yeah, my age, uh, by my age, my parents, I was born, mm-hmm. and my sister was already seven. The, I did learn, you know what I did learn? I, what I lost, I'll say, I lost my complete fear of children and being a parent. Uh, yeah. I hung out with a couple uh, really cute kids. I went to Build-A-Bear, which was an awesome experience. Walked right into that whispering eye and got, got a, a ballerina Kit Kat, <laughs> filled it with a, a beating heart, and put some ballerina <laughs> slippers on it and named it Rapunzel. Like, this is magic, dude. And then I got to go to all those places. I went as a kid with the kid, including the pizza place. That gives you dough to play with while you wait for your pizza. I remember that. Yeah, like make a little dough snowman. I'm going to go to the salad bar, get you a carrot nose and some black olive eyes. (laughs) 
And it was, now throw and, that food in the garbage. You're and starving it was kids. So cool. <laughs> and I got to take the kid to a shitty arcade that was also in the same pizza place with the same. So many crews in USA. Uh, of course, uh, there are. you should. I I'd never tweeted out the picture in the airport. The vertical hold had turned it into like <laughs> <laughs> this racing stripe horizon, wow. and, and it's just like. No one cares enough to complain about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, my Christmas break, yeah, it was just about that and like watching my family get more estranged, I guess. And it was one where by the end of it, I was like, why am I doing this? I just don't know. Is this really... What are what are any of us getting out of this? Man, this, I, is, this is the Charlie Brown Christmas of podcast. <laughs> wow, it really is, yeah. I'm loving it. I don't know. But what is, I, this wasn't what I was promised we were going to talk about. Well, we were going to talk about Christmas. Yeah. Right? Well, all right. Well, then, the thing that was keeping my family together was just watching movies to have mm. something to talk about. Yeah. So we watched, I saw six different movies over the break. In the theater? Saw, in the theater. Nice. Yeah. I saw Lincoln, Les Mis, Jack Reacher, No, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I want them in alphabetical order. Uh, no, I want uh, them in, in ranking. Like how, oh, no, yeah, well, yeah. we'll rank them. I was going first chronologically. I want, first, I want them in alphabetical order. Jeez. Uh, okay, The Hobbit. Okay. Uh, uh, Jack in- Reacher. Incorrect. You've already missed one that I know you saw. What? Starts with a D. D. The D, D is silent. Oh, Django. <laughs> All right. Wow. D is, D is silent. The okay. D is silent, Henry. Django, Hobbit, uh, Jack Reacher, Lincoln. Oh, shit. No. Jan- <laughs> All right. Django, Hobbit, Jack Reacher, Les Mis, uh-huh. Lincoln, Silver Lining Playbook. Uh, well, wait. Les Mis is... The lay should be disregarded, right? Yes. That's still... It's does that D. affect... Yeah. It's a V, so it's Miserables. Just but it's still L M. so he's... Okay. Oh, no, wait. You're wrong. Sorry. Henry, I applaud that you even bothered. Like, <laughs> I, I would have said no. Oh, well, then chronologically... Geez. Not chronologically. I want to know which ones you like. Alphabetical yeah. by director's last name. All right, name. wait. No. Uh, the ranking of enjoyment from best to least would be Django, Lincoln, Les Mis, Silver Lining Playbook, no, Hobbit, Silver Lining Playbook, really? Jack Reacher. Oh, oh, Jack Reacher's the lowest? Yeah, Jack Reacher bull is a bunch of conservative bullshit. Wow, really? What's the yeah. conservative angle? Like, I don't even know. Uh, a military... A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Number one, it it uh, guns are not the problem. People with guns are the problem. Two, two, the justice system is far too weak to punish people as much as they should. Three... <laughs> The daughter of a death penalty lawyer who becomes a defendant of people to prevent them from getting the death penalty is proven to be wrong, learns empathy for victims, and then reconciles with her father. Five, the uh, spoilers, when there's a point in the film where the secret villain, the secret person working for the villain could be either a black cop or the woman's uh, white older father... Who's the who? Who? Which of those two turns out to be evil? The black police officer. Oh, come on. And then there's a scene. I, I figure that's, but that's the bait and switch. You'd think it'd be the old dude with all the money. Well, and then like she, uh, Jack forces her to talk to all the victims uh, as part of his things. Like I'm only going to work with you if you talk with the victims. And then she come back like I never knew how the victims feel. I always just defend these awful men, and I should really think about the victims. Okay. And then and then Robert Duvall plays a. Uh, Friendly old grandpa shooting range guy who, who, <laughs> who then when Jack Reacher meets him, he's like, come on, we should, uh, you should talk to me before you talk to the cops. 
otherwise then the cops start talking to you then some mother who doesn't realize how dangerous who doesn't realize guns are as dangerous as the as the um uh, liquids under your under her sink or her open pool back in the backyard will give you a bunch of trouble. How like, many people die in pools a year? Yeah, <laughs> uh, William Shatner's wife and I don't know. Who and you know, there's there. but also there's there's maybe some regulation over those things under your kitchen sink, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> maybe you can't have industrial grade acid yes, under you your kitchen re- sink. You don't have reservoir poisoning quantities yeah. of things underneath your sink. So it's just a bunch of shit. And then Jack is But like, isn't he basically the Punisher, Henry? Uh, yes. He's, that the, he's pun- the justice system isn't enough? I hate that it was all these different messages like right. in the movie that I did not like. This is Lincoln we're talking about. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Werner Herzog was the, the villain, villain which Jack Reacher, which was very... The that I liked for how it. weird it was. No, it was just... We had to see a movie every day, so I was like, well, it's either Jack... Oh, I saw This is 40 also, which I would put above Jack Reacher, but only barely. This is 40 is Judd Apatow's sloppiest thing to date. Like two and a half hours long. Yeah, it takes for fucking ever. (laughs) Plot lines just vanish. You You don't care. And you know, I'm sorry, Judd Apatow, you may think your daughters are great. Me, I think I didn't belong in this movie. So my strap line would be, this is 40 minutes too long. Ooh, hell yeah. <laughs> and then when I think about how they'll probably put out a three-hour long version of it on DVD, like, <laughs> God, Jenna, there were all these scenes of like, this is, like, there. Melissa McCarthy has an awesome appearance in the movie, mm-hmm. but she says when three of her joke lines would have been enough and they could have ended the scene... It's six of them, and the scene. It's I've complained about this before, but then the scene just keeps fucking that's, going. That's what like, I like about you his movies. Don't want no. He won't make choices. Yeah. Make a fucking choice. It's not about choices, but Albert, it's, it's where really funny people can come to shine and not have it distilled down for a mainstream audience. But then you don't care about. He still wants you to care about the characters, and when <laughs> so he has the son that looks like Tom Petty. Being, when they stop, is that her? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, and that's funny. But then she. But then you could tell he was like. All right, let's film this. Let's. We've got three exit lines, and then she says all three of those exit lines. I'm like, well, come on. Yeah. One of them should be the one you leave on. You just couldn't choose which one. And that was a, a you know. That's why to be I a re- stopped watching this. Seemed stuff. to be a recurring thing with a lot of movies this season. It was like they're all two and a half hours and up. Yeah. And it's like, can you guys? Brevity. I, I, I'm, so, I, I'm still terrified of seeing The Hobbit for that very. I reason. say this yeah. as someone who recorded. 58,000 straight weeks of two and a half hour podcasts mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with no restraint and no no mouth sensor at all. Might do it uh, today. Speaking of which, what time are we at? We're at 18 minutes. We gotta go to break and hear from our sponsors. Aww. Hold that thought. After these messages, we'll be right back. Tyler Wilde. Yes, Chris Antista. You'll never guess who's sponsoring this episode of Laser Time. Who? McDonald's? No. God. I was making fun of me because I just ate it. Audible.com, oh. the internet's leading source in audiobook. I love it. I use it all the time on commutes. It's my, you know, I almost have no interest in music anymore. I just like books, stories, comedy. Love Audible. And the coolest. Reading text and having it read to you on Audible 
on the fly. Like you get up, ah, it's time to go to work, stop reading. Boom, book keeps going in your ear. What? Kind of cool. And uh, what were some stuff? What's some stuff on there our readers might be interested in? Well, we, ooh, later in this conversation, we, we talk about something that has a movie out. podcast.com slash laser you get a free audiobook on us from a selection of thousands and thousands and thousands of programs you lucky jerks i know and our, i didn't even know this our buddy simon d on facebook messaged us and said he got uh, batman nightfall hey almost have to check that out I recommend you do too. Tyler, you got any recommendations? Uh, well, you asked me, and the first thing that came to my head, because I recently had a disagreement about this author, mm-hmm. uh, are, are Stephen King's novels. Yeah. He's got like a million on, million on there, and someone said they didn't think he was a great writer. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should confuse the volume of his work yeah, with, uh, with the quality. He's actually, I mean, not everything's going to hit when you make that much, but... The amount of things that have hit. Yeah, considering how much he writes, he's good. And I would recommend, actually, uh, on writing... Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen King's book oh. on writing, actually, you know, really, really interesting, and Full Dark, No Stars, a recent short story collection, I enjoyed. Oh, nice! And, and any of his series, actually. I mean, a lot those, of, those are audible. Uh, they're all there. I haven't actually read the Dark Tower stuff, but me uh, neither. But I've I've heard- t- sponsoring us, you can go to audiblepodcast.com/laser and get a free audio book by signing up for a free trial right now. Thanks so much, guys. Play it's a time, second segment. All aboard! Let's go! And we're back, right in the middle of Elston's thought. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> uh, we've done every movie's too long. Now. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, well, I, I, like I saw The Hobbit, and it's like The Hobbit was. You know, this kind of segues into Hobbit, I guess. But it was like yeah. it was good, and what bothered me was it made me feel like the cynical shit I hate about the internet. Where like I watched a movie that was, by all accounts, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was well done. It looked great. The acting was good. 48 frames a second? Anybody? No. I didn't see the nope. 48 frames. Uh, but I was just like... And then I walked out going, meh. Yeah. And I'm, like, just... and I'm like... And I couldn't really pinpoint... Like, It's the same thing when you play this $60 million game that cost all this money and all blah, blah, blah. And I played I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Are you familiar with the original story? Yeah. I mean, I know... like. But was it the lack of resolution? There, that no, you're there's seeing? like there's I like, read The Hobbit as a kid, and I think there's that... there's meta reasons why I'm upset with it. But within the context of the movie, it's still like if let's say I knew zero about Tolkien, Hobbit, even Lord of the Rings. Let's say I didn't mm-hmm. even know. I, I'm seven years old, and I'm somehow willing to sit through a two and a half hour movie mm-hmm. that's not Ninja Turtles or Transformers. Uh, I would be more like, how come I didn't get to see the dragon? Yeah, like I'd just be yeah. or the Necromancer. That. Yeah, well, that's just yeah, and that's all stuff. It's too aware of itself. There's no judicious edits at all. Mm-hmm. It's like the special edition that he 
Like, that's what I should have bought the DVD to see. I didn't feel like it was, like, egregiously wrong yeah. or too... I'm just like, you should do three one-and-a-half-hour movies, not mm. three two-and-a-half-hour movies on a mm. book that's shorter than anything you've made up to this date. I can now read the book in less time it will take to watch the movies. The one of the movies. <laughs> Which is just insane. And I'm not even that big... Like, I like what Peter Jackson did with Lord of the Rings, and mm. I like the world that he created, but mm. it felt like Lord of the Rings 4, not The Hobbit. It just felt yeah. like tropes, like... Count the number of times. And like watching the Return of the King again, I almost laughed. And I'm like, there's almost a meta game here. Like it's so ripe for parody at this point. Like how many fades, and then here comes the soprano choir. A piccolo in the background. Just slow motion. Just slow motion. Someone <laughs> screaming, but in silence you can't hear. Him. Like and, ah, it, and it's ah, yeah. and I'm just like, come. On. Like well, we know, there's there's seven more hours of movie. Well, this the, can't be an important part that warrants this kind of gravity. And, and the same deal with like, I, I don't know how much you can blame Peter Jackson. Totally, I mean, it is his vision. He has this autonomy, and like King Kong also was fucking bloated. Well, I'm worried it's getting hell. into Lucas level no oversight or Sh- it, or Shyamalan. Same deal. Yeah, like, we're like and, no one's telling him no because he made a billion dollars and, and it's nothing. Like, yeah, nothing was wrong with the Hobbit. I just didn't feel enough for it. Like, yeah. it, but it was also the story of the dwarves in their land is not. It's not doesn't have the gravitas of all of Middle Earth could die. You said like, it on Cape Crisis a bunch of times, but twelve characters. There's too many fucking dwarves. <laughs> there really are. Oakenshield is one of the. There's. Oakenshield, old guy, fat guy one, fat guy two. And also what bugged me with those dwarves is there were two of them, like all of them, almost all of them have ugly dwarf features. There's one guy and that's they, just a man. Yeah, there's just one that's like, <laughs> you're just a guy. They forgot, to, did they forget no, to put like makeup every, on you? Every time I saw him, I'm like, did they do they notice he's not a dwarf? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's not a dwarf. Probably in his contract. That's a, that's yeah. a man. That is a human male, not a dwarf. Yeah. Like, uh, you look uh, at these uh, array of dwarves, that guy's not a dwarf. Yeah. Try harder, Weta. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're experts at this. Well, oh. they had to have, like, a handsome guy I know. Or two, well, just to fill also, the, uh, in the, the book. Shield, I'll accept that Oaken Shield Yeah, fine, fair enough. Attractive. But yeah. even in the book, there's, like, the handsome twins or something like that. Yeah. Two of the dwarves are supposed to be good. So I get it. I'm fine yeah. with it. But it's more like... He's just a man. Like, there's, like, is there a prosthetic on him anywhere? Well, they just ran out of prosthetics. Yeah. And I, I didn't let that again. That didn't detract the movie for me at all. It was just more like that's. A I, I just I love what I'm hearing about the 48 frames a second. How it like was, it, nah, it shatters the dreamlike quality. It. it shows every single flaw. Prosthetic makeup piece that's slightly. That's why I don't want to see. Man. But I, I well, that, I said it, Tyler's in agree with me, with me as well. Like I can see that version of the Hobbit any fucking time. This might be the last time we get to see a forty eight frame a second <laughs> yeah. movie in the theater. In the theater. Yeah, as a result about, of the reaction, I thought about doing that just because I want to. I really want to see it. But uh, also with the the Hobbit too, that like in the book is very clear. Like Bilbo is the star. You're seeing it through Bilbo's eyes mm-hmm. and. At some points, Bilbo is the star of the film, and then they really just step away from him. Like not just when they hang out with the brown wizard, yeah, like which was just kind of bullshit. What? But it was also just like he just falls into the background of all the fucking dwarves, and uh, until there's a point where like, and once he finally gets back with all, I'm like, yeah, this is Bilbo's story. What what the fuck happened here? And like, well, it's just the ending is again like the eagles. Already, uh, yeah, the eagles. Like, well, and the, well, and the, the ending was a hell the same. really froze over this time. The yeah. ending also was the same. Like, 
They look off into the distance at their final destination. Same deal that they did in both the ends of the yeah. of Two Towers and Fellowship. And, like, you get a flash of the dragon. I was like, come on. Why you got to hold back the best stuff? Well, again, that's why I'm like, it just felt like Lord of the Rings 4 and not The Hobbit. It needed to have a different tone, a different look. Yeah. And I know it's supposed to be the same world, the same realm. So it's like, it can't look drastically different. But from a film perspective, like, I wish Guillermo del Toro would have stayed on and, yep. and done oh, this. Because yeah. it would have at least felt fresh. And then I, w- yeah. I would have seen a different director. Because watching this is like, this is Peter Jackson directing a Lord of the Rings movie. And that's just great. just got back into the factory yeah, it's, of it. And it's like, the three were great. I love those movies. But it's like, this is just another one now. And the idea of two more two and a half hour movies. And maybe he'll be more judicious with his edits now. Because re- some of the reaction is all like, this, yeah. I'm hoping. So I don't think he has a... Tr- I, don't, I, th- I think that's a huge stretch. The, the, whenever, like, let's just do a two-parter of Laser Time. Like, that's the same way I'm looking at a year and a half <laughs> worth of three Hobbit movies. Like, that's a rude thing to do to your audience. Wait, are they coming out every December like Lord of the Rings? I believe so, yes. Oh. Which, which I find, to, like, two episodes that release a week apart from one another, I feel fucking terrible about that. <laughs> terrible. Well, the Lord I, of the Rings was a special situation. Like, it was... Well, that uh, I get. Each yeah. one's its own book. So. And, yeah. and, and they, were still, they, they were still shooting scenes from, like, Return when they brought out Fellowship. And also... This movie's with, done. Well, and also with the... Well, now they're shooting more because they found out they were making the third movie late. Yeah. But, um... Also, with the with the three book, the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings is actually five books within that. Like it's mm-hmm. five sections. So I bet now, if they were making the Lord of the Rings, they would have made it into five movies. Like that was uh, like the biggest gamble. I remember. Can you remember just when that was like a huge gamble? To yeah. film more than one movie when at Fellowship once. came out, everybody was like, is this going to work? It's written in articles in regards to only Back to the Future, the last movie with the balls to do it. Yeah. yeah. Matrix now it's so did not too. special. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Oh, not three that movies. didn't work out. So oh great. yeah, yeah. No, the fellow. Yeah, but it did. It did work out. Now they're doing. Now everything is like, let's put it into two movies. We we don't want just one last well, Twilight film. We got to do two of these. One last Potter film. <laughs> well, and then speaking of two films, I heard that Django at one point they considered making yep. it into two films because. It is it is as long as the Hobbit. Yeah, it's really long. It did not feel as long. It didn't. No, it did not. It didn't feel. It didn't feel as long. But I did. There's like something about there was some plot loop, like giant detour that I was like, this entire scene did not. This movie could have been over by now. And this entire thing, I'm just like, well, the last ten minutes are like, you're going. Back. I don't want to spoil too much, but like yeah. going back, you could have just had that final scene. This yeah. could have happen. kept going from yeah. that other scene. Yeah, there's there's a point where it's like this could have been the climax, and you could have just kept going from yeah. here, and that yeah. was the climax. And instead, they like basically hit pause. Yeah, and then go, we're gonna spend another twenty minutes doing other stuff, and it's also when that doesn't like. Deepen, it doesn't deepen his character or like mm-hmm. his motivation still the same. His reason to want to fight is still the same. It's just another twenty minutes of something happening, and then you're back in the exact same place. Yep. Well, and also it had Tarantino like one of Tarantino's worst appearances in the movie. Yeah, yeah. movies. Like, <laughs> look, could, I'm back in Slave Times. Okay, all right. Now, when he says that, <laughs> imagine he has an Australian accent. Ooh, yeah, it says yeah. the N word constantly. No, not by, doesn't. Not that was really, surprising. No. Okay. No, no, nothing compared that. to his character in Pulp Fiction. That shit. Because does this look like dead fucking N word storage? Because I'm the director. <laughs> Because <laughs> holding dead n words is not my fucking, not my job. fucking deal, Jules. God, <laughs> she buys shit coffee. It's okay. good fucking coffee. I know I know. All right, you've also I think, we're gaying, I think we're gaying him up a little too <laughs> much. Yes, we are gaying him up quite a bit. 
right. um, but yeah, the, you've seen Pulp Fiction. Okay, so Django, man, <laughs> uh, the fucking Don Johnson is Big Daddy. Yeah. It was really yeah. good. I yeah. loved. It was pretty great. He was great. There's so many awesome. I think it's his funniest movie. That's. That, I think it's. His, oh yeah. Fun, yeah. Like, it has the most comedy. And in just it. the the guy in it from. The German dude. He was. Oh great. yeah, Christopher yep. Waltz. It was amazing. fantastic. It was Where did that dude come from? I have no idea. Like, I don't know. He was. He just got cast in <laughs> when he was in casting German actors. Well, they find him, and I haven't seen the movie, so I would appreciate it if you didn't spoil things. Yeah, but right. a lot of the criticism that people I've seen the movie get, especially for the Link stuff, are the same criticisms I had of Inglorious Bastards the first time I watched it, because the pacing of Tarantino movies are wildly different from everything else you'll ever see on a big screen in America. I would say it's definitely a just Inglorious Bastards also had a long pacing, but I think Django has a more clear th- through line. Like mm-hmm. Inglorious mm-hmm. goes all over the place. You were sold in the trailers for Inglorious. You were sold this is about the bastards. Mm-hmm. Then you watch the movie. No, it's about Shoshana. Yes. It's about Waltz, and the bastards are just kind of a part of that system. And really. but it's it, I do well, I do believe that came out of like. He probably shot a lot more, and that looked better on screen. And he they probably, were more interesting characters. They were, maybe. but I pre- I'm sure there was plenty more bastards. But that was more interesting. Yeah, but then they it. introduced that character like uh, Hugo mm-hmm. uh, Stiglitz, mm-hmm. Stig- and like they give him this whole big buildup, and like he's murdered in one scene, almost <laughs> like just like eh, he's dead. And I do like that's what I but like that's, about that scene. The bar scene is, I think, like thirty to forty five minutes. And the, but that's I'm watching it. Seeing these criticisms of Django in context of that, I'm watch, I've watched that scene several times, and like I can't think of one thing that should go no, in this thirty no, to forty five minute scene. Yeah, and I feel that about pretty much all of Django too. Yeah, and there's parts of Django where it's like you, this is something that you probably shot way more of and had to cut down severely, mm-hmm. like like um, Jonah Hill. Like that whole thing. Oh well, yeah, Jonah him. Hill's like there for five seconds. Yeah, really. that all seems great though. That is the funniest scene. And yeah. like that was when uh, I listened to. That's been ruined for me by the way. <laughs> so I don't know if the really? rest of the world. Well, Tarantino several places. Tarantino's been doing a lot of great interviews about this movie. Okay. Like where he's okay. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, but uh, he's what he he talks about how he wrote that scene because it was his critique of uh, Birth of a Nation. And then he told me something he, he that I didn't know was that filming he Birth said, of the Nation. Henry, come here. <laughs> John Ford, director John Ford, is one of the Klansmen. He filmed really? in Birth of the Nation and was one of the Klansmen. Guys, this is D.W. Griffith's Birth of a Nation, not John Hughes' Birth of a Nation. <laughs> the original, the original Birth of a Nation. The POD song? Yes. <laughs> the original Birth of a Nation. Birth one of the most. It is. Birth of a Nation is first a. A huge step forward in film storytelling and uh, like uh, the bedrock of film. The visionary Second, delight. Secondly, it is one of the most racist things of all time. And I don't it know is how... a shame of, but Griffith, of America. It's fascinating to read about because Griffith did not intend for that to happen and made well, follow up movies yeah, of so much grandeur. Intolerance. Like, intolerance. If you that was played L.A. Noir, you, there's a big sequence that occurs in the intolerance set. Mm-hmm. and uh, it, But it was the biggest set of all time that he made. To follow up, please don't call me racist. That was not what I meant. But then when I'm watching it, like, what the fuck? What mean? the fuck were you? What thinking? did you mean? You had the the clan saves the day and stops a woman from being raped by an escaped slave. Like, there's a there's a scene in a courtroom that it's right out of the Chappelle show. What would happen if black people were allowed in the Senate and a dude putting his bare feet up on the podium and eating a watermelon? I know like, that's, it's, that it's shit, horrible. That shit happens. And it's, all oh, yeah, all the black actors are played by white people yeah. and paint. 
It's wow. a, so then Django is the revenge on that time. Like it. And oh, that's what they called Inglorious. It's a revenge film for the like built specifically yeah. for Jews. And it, but it, I like in Inglorious they completely break history. Like, nah, Hitler was murdered. They yes. fucking killed Hitler, burned so him great. up. And meanwhile, Django doesn't go that far. Like, they don't like abolish slavery. <laughs> like, if it was on the level of killing Hitler, oh, they would have abolished you slavery. Saw that in the then. double shot with Lincoln. Does that work? It was those two make honestly a great huh. uh, d- double feature because Lincoln. I don't want to. Uh, let's keep talking about Django, but no. Lincoln is also all about. It is about the slavery amendment. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about ending slavery. And there's a scene early in the film where, like, so he, uh, the the film starts with him being he's been reelected. Lincoln. Lincoln. Django's he, been reelected. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln's been reelected. He's a, he's going to be inaugurated, but before he does it, there's the lame duck Congress, and he wants to get through. The uh, to uh, the amendment to abolish slavery, mm-hmm. and people are telling him like, "This is a fight you can't win. Wait until later. No, you can do it." And then, but then <laughs> they have this scene where basically you meet real America at the time, which is who are mostly you never see regular people in the film. It's all politicians, mm-hmm. and so like Lincoln invites these people. He's like. Well, so why do you think we should have an amendment to get rid of slavery? Mm. And they say, well, the the regular folks say, well, because then that would end the war because they wouldn't have slaves anymore. So then we could stop the Civil War. And he says, then like you go ask them, well, would you still want there to be one if the war was over? Like, no, we don't want them to be citizens. Then they want votes. Hell no. They're going to take our jobs. And so then, <laughs> so that, yeah, no, there's a lot of moments like that in Lincoln. And so when those characters leave the room, Lincoln then looks at his secretary of state like, so do you see why we have to get it through now while people aren't ready for it, but they have, they think they have to do it. Mm-hmm. So let's just fucking shove this through while we have the chance mm-hmm. or else we'll have to wait 40 years or something to get it through. The whole film is about, how you have to force progress or cheat progress, like mm. like James Spader and um, Timothy, uh, uh, whatever uh, James Curry. Spader. No, the he was one of the soggy bottom boys and uh, oh god, uh, Timothy. No, he's got two names after well, that. Uh, whatever, he's anyway. also director and and the guy who played uh, Star in uh, on Deadwood. The, the, the Jewish oh, businessman. Anyway, those... Whatever. Django. Brad, come back. <laughs> okay, so, well, like, Django also, like, the violence is crazy in it. Yeah, like... like people like, explode in red paint. Yeah, just. it's a level of, like, bloodletting that I don't think I've ever seen in, in any other movie. Mm. Yeah. Or not even in games. Like, like I wish I could see that level of, like, <laughs> just... Yeah. Well, cartoonish. Funny. Like, it was cartoonish. Like, it was... But... Yeah. Can we hear Sam Jackson uh, talk about the okay. N-word? Okay. Yeah, let's hear that clip. I have no idea who this is an interview with. Have you, you guys it's both heard some this? guy, some Brett? Austin media dude. Uh, it's just wonderful. And, and just, I'm imagining myself having been through bad interviews. Oh, yeah. How this feels for the poor uh, man. His character in, in, uh, in Django is great. Yes. Yeah. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Every time you shave Sam Jackson's beard, he looks terrifying to me. It's, he looks old He is the all. evilest it's, Uncle Tom that ever yeah, existed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He does a good job. That's where it could happen. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding the usage of, uh, of the N-word in this movie. And, and no, Ella, nobody, none. The word would be... Oh, I don't want to say it. Why not? I don't like to say it. Have you ever said it? No, sir. Try it. I don't like to say it. Try it. Really? Seriously? We're not going to have this conversation unless you say it. You want to move on to another question? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't like. I don't want to say. Oh, it. Come on. Can will you say it? No. Fuck no. It's not the same thing. <laughs> Why do you want me? They're to gonna say it? bleep it when you say it on, the, know, on your show. Say it. I can't say it. If I say it, we, we, this question it won't make air. Okay, forget it. Okay, you I'll said, skip it. Sorry. You said fuck it. Also, I didn't like that guy. Like, was such a. If you watch the beginning of the interview, mm-hmm. he's a total suck up. He came. It's not an accident that he's dressed like the Reservoir Dogs character. He says, "I came here dressed as Reservoir Dogs because I love your films. Inspired me as a kid." And I was like, "Yuck! Come on, that's yeah. like where." As Jeremy Piven said, "That's like wearing the band T-shirt to the show." Don't, Don't be, be that, that guy. guy. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, PC okay. Bro. Samuel Jackson is so good as the evil house. Word mm-hmm. that uh, he. Well, you can't say it. No, yeah. I cannot. Come on, <laughs> no. Henry. No, say it. I do not want to be on record saying that. Was he a house nobody, a house nun? <laughs> <laughs> he, but uh, he's great, and also the film does not like hold back at all from showing the horrors of slavery. Like it doesn't shy away from it in the slightest. Okay. I do want to say that I, I saw Killer Joe, and I'm basically going to reiterate what I told you guys downstairs. Okay. Because Killer Joe is a movie I've been reading and seeing positive reviews about for years. And I haven't even seen it come to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it's rated NC-17, the equivalent of X. It stars Emile Hirsch, Thomas Hayden Church, Gina Gershon, and Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. All right, all right. All right. And, he, and he plays like uh, a fucking ruthless and sinister person, which I don't believe I've seen McConaughey so I don't step on it ever play I don't think I've ever seen him play a cold hearted shithead uh, but basically it's why, why is this rated X there's some nudity in it. Is it, it, it should I say why it's rated X is it a spoiler uh, I, just, I couldn't see I, it and I wanted to and it was at like the Cinemark Movies ate the 50 cent theater next to the Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> with a bunch of third run things it never got a showing at the regular theaters because of the rating because mm. you won't be able to see it in AMC but it just there's a scene at the end Let's just say uh, things don't go well, and Gina Gershon gets punched in the face, isn't bleeding down, bleeding down the face, and Matthew McConaughey is like, "Suck it!" and picks up a fucking drumstick, a chicken drumstick, and she fillets it with blood flowing down, like mascara and blood coming on her face, and fillets this chicken bone with like the skin moving back and forth and the, the meat falling off it, and Matthew McConaughey comes because his character is very weird, and it's. The kind of the most disturbing thing I've ever seen on, on screen. It's, but I feel like it's you can see that in Breaking Bad. It, there's no nudity, it's, <laughs> right? It's, but they but wouldn't. It's so fucking vile. It's yeah. so terrible. Jeez. But also kind of in a comedy, in a, in a really <laughs> dark comedy. It's a really dark comedy, Jesus. and it has a lot of funny moments. But I thoroughly recommend it. You want to know what that NC17 is? Look at the poster. The poster is actually a piece of chicken chased like Texas, and I'm like, that's the dumbest poster ever. Why would you? Oh. <laughs> oh, that is what will end up defining you, Killer Joe. Is that, is that the end of the movie's conversation? No, no, I, I have more to talk about. I want to say, Silver Lining Playbook. The reason I ranked it kind of low was that it uh, it takes a weird turn twenty minutes before Sucker. the end, where it just decides to like. I don't know if it's a, like trying to make some point or something, but it stops feeling real and becomes like very cliche romantic comedy almost. And I was like. This is a very weird turn this movie took to like almost horribly mentally unbalanced people finding love together or something. Well, yeah, but like they should have more problems and like the problems just stop and they have a happy ending. Like I Mm. didn't like, I didn't like an almost with no, no real reasoning for it or price paid like happy ending. Like in Mm. which 
was not the type of film it seemed to be growing to. I, Jennifer Lawrence not from is that type of director either. No, Jennifer Lawrence is really good in it, as, as is Bradley Cooper. But Jennifer Lawrence is really good in it. Like she's smoking hot too. But isn't like, it weird too. that I perceive like an enormous age difference between both of them? Yeah, they yeah, they kind of talk about that. They like a decade difference in the film. Is it? She seems like Jennifer Lawrence is, was just born recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, she kind of plays different ages around. Like sometimes she plays. Like she's seventeen in the Hunger Games, and then she's twenty three in this movie, you know. But and Silverline Playbook still had good acting, and it uh, Chris Tucker is actually kind of good. He's in a non Rush Hour movie. It's true. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's the first one since Jackie Brown, isn't it? Were you able to understand the words that were coming out of his mouth? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. He was very. Okay. His character is very relaxed. Uh, meanwhile, Robert De Niro did an okay job, but it's like what movie are we talking? Which about? is I'm great so by Robert Jackie De- Brown. <laughs> What's great? No, no, the silver lining by De Niro's lowered standards. He does a very good job in this one. Uh, let's stop. Just talk about Christmas as as, as... Lay Miz was really good too. Oh Jesus, Hank. no, 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 <laughs> no. But here's the weird thing about Lay Miz. Oh, God, dude. Every song was sung in close up. Like it was really weird. Like they get the camera like right. a Vaseline lens with an iris. Around Almost it. every song was sung in close up. Yeah, like just you only see. Anne Hathaway's face and no cuts. You want to get this burp out before you get this started? Excuse me. I'm okay. <laughs> you see Anne Hathaway's face the entire time with no cuts when she sings I Dream to Dream. And it's just it's very strange. It's not how mu- movie mu- musicals <laughs> movie musicals are done. Like you want to see the whole stage and everybody dance around and shit. Instead, she just like looking uh, right at the camera. Though she does roll a tear really well at the, the right, right time. All right, enough. You, you had way too much of a podium. And Russell Crowe is not it. a good singer. That, the funniest thing I read in a review is like, and Russell Crowe should be mad at people for letting him do this <laughs> and telling him he did a good job. It was, yes, it, th- we're embarrassed for him. This is not fair. Why it did made me Russell uncomfortable to hear him sing his songs. Oh, oh man. Oof. Anyway, movies aside, Christmas stuff. The, <sighs> best, the best gift I got, uh, I got my dad, The Wire, because he's a white man who voted for Obama, therefore you have to watch The Wire and love it. <laughs> and I bought. And he's always talked about watching it. But he's always thought HBO is a waste of money, mm-hmm. and uh, so I bought him The Wire. For uh, HBO DVDs are always super expensive. Yes, uh, yeah. forty bucks. Yeah. Uh, so it's forty bucks discounted to fifteen the day before Christmas because that's when I did my stupid shopping because the goddamn invalids who hate gravity in my family. Um, <laughs> Jesus. And I bought that for him. Got my dad hooked on the wire, and like for the first time, I was like, "Wow, this is this is this is great." Well, he's also like a lawyer and had to deal with the situations yeah. of the for, wow. the show. Was like how hard it is to do good mm-hmm. in within government. Yes, take that lesson into other areas of uh, industry. Everything, everyone. everything, and then like he, and he's like, he, but he's knowing like the terminology of like why people are being turned down for things, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This is great. I got to get the rest of it." How much for these DVDs? And like. Like fifty bucks, Dad. You may as well just subscribe to HBO. Um, and I'm thinking, basically, I got him a gift that in turn got him to subscribe to HBO and got me HBO Yo Go, Go for my wow. Xbox. And I, congratulations! Wait, he subscribed to HBO. How can the wire is not on demand? HBO everything. HBO, HBO Go yeah. is on demand. Everything. Well, HBO every Go season. is, but can you both use it? Yeah, you can use it on any. Well, he uses no. it on his cable Here's box. Here's what pisses right? me off. No, the cable box is Comcast, and Comcast doesn't want to host every season of it, The Sopranos, The Wire, like the yeah. app does and the uh-huh. Xbox app does. So I'm like, we'll get you the Roku box. Everybody 
listening has probably bought their parents, thought about buying their parents a the, Roku The Roku box. box is just the simplest thing to just hand your parents. Like, look, it's just a box that has these things. It it's looks like a, a novelty top hat you'd put on a kitty in Halloween. <laughs> it's, it's super small, and it's Netflix. They don't have to buy any Xbox. And it's like, oh, it has the HBO Go app, and I hook it up for them, and... I'm not articulating this well, but I lost my mind. Like, what what cable plan are you on? You don't list Comcast, I guess, other. And Comcast refuses to let Comcast subscribers access the HBO Go app through the Roku box. Wow. Because it would compete with their on-demand platform. Their stupid fucking commercials they put on commercial-free content. And I'm looking it up online like, no, yeah, this is a big problem. Like, there's our 17 cable companies who all... Are cool with wow, this, just not Comcast. Comcast. And don't stop calling yourself Xfinity. I know this is being, <laughs> you're Comcast. You're Comcast. We all know who the fuck you are. You're evil I people. Couldn't hate Comcast. I, mean, I just couldn't believe that this is content bought that HBO is giving us, and HBO like it, people are bitching. And HBO is like, not our deal. We'd love you to have this content. You need to com- contact Comcast and Xfinity. Not our deal. Roku says the same. Comcast mm. is blocking. Content uh, on other platforms. Told this story many <laughs> times. I wanted to go. I just want to go kick the building. And but my dad now is fucked because he got it just to access yeah. the episodes of the wire, which he cannot without an X without buying an Xbox and Xbox Live. I'm hoping my uh, my minutes long chew chew out rant that I, that I yelled at them on the phone is used in training at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did the rest of you guys have to be like tech? Experts for your family while you were there. No, I, I yelled you know at them so much yeah. last year for their wireless router that they went and got one and like paid some poor kid to hook it up. And <laughs> they, my, we still have uh, thirty acres in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. so there is still no internet. So therefore, there is no tech anything. No one's streaming yeah, anything. Nice. No one's getting an internet anything. No one's buying a new laptop. None of that. I my actually, dad bought a MacBook with like a weird four G card thing or something, and that's what he uses. He understands it. Nobody's streaming anything. Came into because I go over there and like, here's a gift for you. Here's my Amazon Prime. Here's my Hulu Plus. And I go over there and I have all the time in the world. And I hit that point where I'm paralyzed by choice. I sort of wish. <laughs> I wish it was where Brett was because you make a decision to great. carry like a couple things. This is what I'll be watching and reading while I'm at my parents' house. Yeah, I make a decision. I'll have no. Other Which is why when I go, I'm not like, oh man, there's no internet. It's like, no, I will. All I'm going to do is play Adventure Time on 3DS. I beat it, <laughs> and I'm going to read these three trades. Read them. And I'll go over to my friend's house and borrow one DVD. I will watch that. I will watch my two Ernest yep. specials like I do every year. <laughs> and then I will... I'm done. And I did it. And I played through Ease on PSP. Yeah, for... Uh, you know, I, I didn't have to do... I Epic Mickey Power Evolution, which I've heard is a six-hour game. Yeah, how did you not do... Adventure Time on 3DS. It's only like four and a half hours. It's really well, it's good. It's good four and a half hours. Super good. I had the pro... Like, I don't have to do as much tech stuff for my family because my little brother is still... Lives in town by little, he's, he's, I mean, he's 27, but uh, younger brother still lives in town and will help them with stuff. But like last year, I gave my mom like all the Mad Men seasons one through four on DVD. Like, here, now you can watch all the Mad Men. Come back next year or this year, and she hasn't watched one of them. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, I couldn't hook up the DVD player to this thing, <laughs> and the DVD was weird, and so. I was like, well, you could just buy a new DVD player. They're like, nothing. And then she's like, really? I thought it'd be like hundreds of dollars. Like, you could get one for 20 bucks. Like, just go I, to Walmart and get... Ugh. In context of that old man stuff, I got him the Roku box. He has a DVD player. He's like, I got them all hooked up by HDMI. Good for you, Dad. I bet you don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm going to hook up your Roku box. And he's like, what are you doing? Hooking up your Roku box. Slow down. How do I access the Roku box? 
your input selection. Just select an input. Wait, 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 wait. How many inputs do I have? Right now, you currently have two. Two inputs. They're all clearly labeled by some poor Geek Squad shithead who has to come out here and like write down Blu-ray player because you. Yeah, he was. He got frustrated with me, and I'm sort of like, oh my god. You're losing it is not so far off. You taught me how to hook things up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's you, this sad, is a dude. very simple concept. You showed me everything I know about Yeah, you taught me how up. to hook up a VCR to my TV as a 10-year-old, and I'm like, this is impossible. <laughs> I can, I can plug... Then you just want to daisy-chain the RF adapter yes, into the Genesis. Got to have a Genesis, Super NES, and NES daisy-chain with cable box into an RF switch on the back of a TV <laughs> with the VCR hooked up to it. There's nine pounds of cables in the back of it, and my dad's like... That's how you do it. Now, if you need me, I'll be fixing the car, and then yes. I'll be at the, like a horrible human centipede occurring yes. behind my television. Uh. Uh, I well, I think my mother has gotten to the point where the uh, the desktop computer we have at our house mm. back in New York. This year, I just looked at. It, I'm like, no. <laughs> I, like I saw, I like I, she opened up Firefox, and the address bar was like half the screen. I'm like. Can't do anything about that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, buy a MacBook. Yeah, I it's, actually said the same way thing. harder to screw that up. I said the same. I said, <laughs> I said the same thing. Like, I don't know what Mom's been doing, but like, you can't open your Internet Explorer window, which I gave you Chrome and showed you how to use it last year. Because I, like, oh, yeah, hit their computer and just like, bam! Like, there's only room for nine icons because the resolution <laughs> oh, they had yeah. this full screen thing set at. Oof. And. Yeah. Open it up, and it's just like everything. You can just—it's a history of that those checkboxes my parents aren't aware of whenever they install anything, like yeah. weather checker, virus detector, play for free, and it's like it's taking up all of their browser at the top. Uh, I'm like I don't know where to check. I know you don't. Uh, I can't be here when you do it. Just read, just read things. When you... yeah. So besides that, I got—I uh, don't have access to cable fifty out of fifty-two weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. So I just—I fell into that rabbit hole. Oh. Yes. Oh. Okay. No, I I had a little bit of that. I watched an episode of Storage Wars. I never saw that before. Yeah. Just like watching, uh, like Seinfeld or uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Just like or Friends. It's just like, well, that's what's on. I guess I'm gonna watch. Yes, like, we'll be eating. I, I, it's, I, a trip, it's a yeah. blast in the past to watch TV in that way. Now. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh wait, you're choosing the episode for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll just yeah. watch. Oh it's yeah, on. because um, they, my parents do have cable. So like, uh, and then Christmas Eve, I think Science Channel had a Firefly marathon on. It's a Science Channel, yeah. And I ended up watching like five of those Firefly episodes in a row, and it was just like. Man, it's still too hard to watch this show because when Objects in Space is over yeah. and the dude's just like, well, oh, here I man. am, and it's over, I'm just like, I kind of want to just cry till I puke. Like, <laughs> I don't know how else to feel. Uh, I did. Um, I, I did. Was I talking to you about that, Elston? That I did. I was on that Florida time difference. I get there. We go to a bar and go out, and I've slept way more than I'm used to. We go yeah. to a bar. Last call, 1.30. Head home by my sad, sad self. And so, like, I'm drinking whiskey not to get more drunk, but, like... <laughs> to go to sleep. It's, it's like, a 10, 10, 30, or 11 in my body right now, yeah. and I'm wide awake. Yeah, I went out the, the Saturday night, uh, the first Saturday it's night, like, Christmas the, the 29th or whatever. Or, no, not 20th, uh, 22nd, I think, Saturday. And, uh, yeah, I, went, I met a bunch of friends. It was super fun. We were out till 2 in the morning, got super hammered, and then I get home, and I'm, like... Yeah, it's like midnight, and I'm, I stay up later than this on a weeknight, yeah. so I'm home on vacation and have no consequences. Dad has a full bar. 
Wow, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, I bought a bar. bottle of Jameson and just sat there and try and was like every night worked on this bottle of Jameson until I just passed yep. out because I'm like I will be up till three thirty <laughs> or yep. four every night, <laughs> and uh, that means I'll sleep till noon every day. And it was Christmas Eve, so I'm like I gotta get to bed. I gotta yeah. get my note. It's still the same thing. Yeah. My, my family wakes me up at seven. Yeah, because I have I gotta niece, go to bed. Niece and nephew are gonna run down there at nine a.m. and I'm like I won't be asleep for more than so four all, hours. <laughs> this sad vision of like, uh, yeah, watch fucking. I watched the community Christmas stuff. Had enough time to do that, and I'm like, I want to watch Charlie Brown Christmas while I'm nice and like dumb enough to be so focused. That's <laughs> like the only thing I'll be able. To, I won't even be able to open my phone while this is on because I won't be able to figure it out. Lines gonna come on. I'll start crying, and then I like it's over, and I get up because I brought it there on Blu-ray. I get up, and then if you can like imagine a mummy trying to hug a fat relative, like that, that's what it's like me trying to walk across the room. Like, wow. I drank way too much too fast. Couldn't figure out how to get the DVD player to work. And it started playing again. I'm just like, oh, fuck it. Watch Charlie Brown Christmas twice in a row. Wow. Hammered out of my face on Christmas Eve. Wow. Thank you, everybody. Uh, so while I, while I was, while I was there that night, I uh, ran into this friend that I've known for, uh, like since seventh grade. And he's been in a lot of different bands and started a few, started many himself, and then just stayed with one band for a while now, and tours the country and actually gets to go to other countries every so often and play songs. So uh, I haven't seen him in a couple of years. Last time I saw him, he was actually playing in San Francisco, and I saw him at like mm. the Parkside actually. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, so or wait, was it Bottom of the Hill? They're both. I don't know. Bottom of the Hill is the one in the like. There's nothing else around it. Yeah, there's like an abandoned yard next to it. Okay, then it was. The other one. Okay, Parkside. They're both like on the same street. A cool story, everyone not from the Bay Area. <laughs> uh, it's my fault. Um, but no, he he's like, hey, what's up? I was like, hey. and I mentioned something like, yeah, I traveled all over last year. Like, I, second half of the year, I was hardly even at home. I was in Japan and Rome and Germany, and then I was in London. And then he's like, oh, I'm banned from England now. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, and then just the next sentence was like, yeah, I got invited to play a Green Day tribute show, and then I got kicked out of the country. And I was like, wow. start, start over. Uh, something like they wanted to do a Kerplunk like, 25th anniversary or 20th anniversary tribute show, and Green Day's like, you know, social media or community guy or whatever was trying to grab like local bands from, from whatever, and they're like, yeah, we want, we want you to come do this show in London or somewhere in England. I don't know the actual time. I'm assuming London or somewhere nearabouts because the country's okay. not that big. But uh, he's like, I will do that, but only if you literally pay for everything and supply <laughs> all the equipment. I'm not even bringing a guitar pick. Everything is provided. And they're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the way they do this. Like, okay, we'll, we'll be there. Get on a plane, fly across the country, across the world, land in England. And they're doing the show for free. They're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. No, um, but you were saying because they can't get paid. Well, there's some. He, he explained it sort of, but we were drinking, so I don't have all the oh, it's details. Just, like, but it's basically to work. Yeah, it's basically like if you're going there to get paid to work and do something, it's a whole other level of horseshit you have to deal with than if you're just, I'm here visiting. Uh, I'm not here to earn money. I'm here to visit. And I happen to play a show while I'm visiting. Yeah, so he's just like, well, you know. And for somehow they figured out. And so he's like, so what are you doing? He's like, oh, we're just here visiting friends. And. Somehow, like, one of them maybe had something musical on them, and they're like, well, are you musicians? Like, yes. And then this drags out a little longer, and then it's like, so you are here to play a show? He's like, well, it's not to make any money. Like, this was all set up ahead of time where we've been invited to come play a show. Like, all, all the instruments are here. We're not making any money. It's just to play a tribute, you know, charity, something like that. 
And no, we're not getting paid. There is no money exchanging hands. Like the trip was paid for. Like, why did you lie? What are you doing? And it just turns into that. that <laughs> why are you a liar? It just turns into that TSA <laughs> level thing where it's just like, I have a little authority I'm going to exercise right now. Stand over here. Now stand over there. Now stand over there. And the next thing they know, they're in like weird Euro prison for like eight hours while they wow. wait for some guy somewhere to go tell him no. And then back on an airplane, back to back to Illinois, back out of the country. You can't come back to this country for a year. Banned and like, damn. And this whole thing plays. It's like, all <laughs> right, so I'm banned from England. <laughs> wow. So that I thought that was pretty amazing. Uh, one thing I noticed while I was there, I definitely ate a bunch and uh, <laughs> gained 15 pounds. I did eat yeah. a lot of bad. So all, again, because yeah. there's no chili cheese burritos and Taco Bell on the West Coast for whatever reason. So every time I go home, I will horribly irresponsibly. Hey, leave my friend's house at one. Bye. Taco Bell. Yep. Two yep. chili cheese burritos and a Mountain well, You don't do. feel bad for eating Taco Bell. In the, like, there are one or two around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you feel like crap because there's taquerias. There's genuine yeah. Mexican food here. Well, that's the difference. Some of my friends gave me shit. It's like, you came all the way to Illinois to get Mexican food. And I'm like, this is not Mexican. This yeah. is not even an approximation. <laughs> this chili cheese burrito that is bad grade F meat with liquid cheese. I, w- I just want to go to Waffle House. I can get waffles, yeah. anything on their menu, anywhere else. Just not in that weird, awful combination. There's, there's yeah. a punishment aspect yeah. of it that I want to eat the crappy version. Now be quiet. Let me misery. Yeah. I kept having to explain that to everybody. Like, I... There's nothing you could show me food-wise in this podunk little fuckbird that would impress me. <laughs> yeah. I, I eat all that all the, the time. The only difference between this I want Arby's, I want Wendy's, yeah. I want all, Chick-fil-A, all this stuff I can't eat any <laughs> other time. Yeah, the only difference between this and San, San Francisco, like this, its advantage over San Francisco is it will go lower than San Francisco. Mm-hmm. San Francisco's like, I feel guilty going in any fast food place. Like, a couple once in the last year, you and me, Chris, went mm. to a Burger King just to be mm. like, we got to eat something really fast. Burger King's right here. Let's just do this and get it out of the way before we go wherever we're going. Mm. And then we ate it. We're like, I just felt like shit. I was like, God, why am I eating Burger King here? There's, there's places that need money that aren't fucking yeah. corporate <laughs> monsters. And that, that fast food here actually isn't reasonably as reasonably priced no, as it is. there's no value no. menu anyway. Everything and is you're, bottom line $8. And you're surrounded by smelly hobos. Mm-hmm. Like, there you, that, that's well, where if you're on Market Street, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's where, <laughs> we where, where we are Okay, right well, now. fair enough. Oh, so that Burger King. That Burger King. <laughs> okay. Civic, specifically yes, okay. the Civic Center Burger <laughs> the King. The Orpheum yes. Theater Burger King. Yes. Uh, okay, yes. Yeah. But yeah, so then I've me- eaten there before, and it's... Meanwhile, in Florida, <laughs> that's like, that's really your only option in those yeah. places, and... What yeah. was the, and then also uh, for me, I'm a very, you know, by San Francisco standards, I'm a fat man. Like, I'm much fatter than the normal person. Then there I'm like, I feel pretty good about myself <laughs> here. Like, they're definitely like not every, not every single person is fat in, in like Orange Park, Florida, my yeah, suburb. The, the but, state is definitely tilting towards the Atlantic. Yeah, they're fat. <laughs> yes. There are more, there are more fat people and the, and the, well, the definition of fat is, is fatter too. And like, <laughs> I went to... Uh, God, I, I got not, that again. I know you always use Disney for this comparison. But what I'm into now, I like to buy retro shirts, not meaning not retro-looking shirts from Hot Topic. I go to this vintage clothing store shit from 1983. I bought a 1983... I went to this store with him and yeah. found absolutely nothing. Like that? <laughs> yes, we were there together. And you're like, uh, you're going to have all these crazy things from the 80s. And but they did. Sh- they're, they're still there. I just You were like, here's a Mickey shirt. I'm like, I have like six Mickey shirts in this place. Yeah. I don't need another Mickey shirt. But I found a Tokyo Disneyland one that's a, that's a big 83 written in Japanese. Mm. Uh, that's awesome. And it looks amazing. And it 
thought it would fit me to put it on. It's like there's a different definition of large in both Japan. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. and uh-huh. and in 1983, when I buy these shirts, those <laughs> larges, the larges are different. Yes. Well, that was when we went to Tokyo this year. I couldn't. There were there were cool shirts I wanted to buy. I couldn't Aww. buy them. I was Aww. too fat for them. I still like when we walked out. Of, Chris and I walked. You had like, the best shirts. Yeah. Well, we 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 left independently because we'd been at Tokyo Disney all day and sweated so much because of the cr- crushing humidity. Mm-hmm. And then break. Let's go get new shirts. Come back in the Shibuya scramble, both wearing bright pink shirts. Mm-hmm. Completely Mine different. Mine had a thugged out pink, pink panther on it. Yes. You had the X-Men. <laughs> An X-Men shirt that I didn't know until Carolyn pointed out is misspelled Mutant Heroes. <laughs> it doesn't even say heroes. It says Mutant uh, Heroes. That's nice. Mine like, is an XL and is very, very tight on Yeah, you. mine's an L and it's like it's it's very pushing it. But like the, the just the notion of like I don't want to be the only two white guys walking around Shibuya in bright together. pink shirts together. I bought mine American. first. I was a little upset with you when you did that. Like, why did you get the same color, dude? Uh, it happened at like almost the same time. <laughs> you look like very close friends. Yeah. Which were it was not. Like, it was like, it's like Tyler and colleagues now. Tyler and Charlie and mm-hmm. Ty- Charlie's bachelor party, both wearing white polo shirts and jeans <laughs> and the same shoes. <laughs> oh, but anyway, see, yeah, I went to uh, the... The biggest fat parade was at. Uh, <laughs> we went. We had Golden Corral. Uh, Can we try Golden Corral? Golden yes! Corral. Oh, nice. First, first try. Corral. Man, I haven't been to Golden Corral in years. We went there for uh, a <laughs> breakfast buffet, which I wanted. I, you know, I want to have a buffet. At I least haven't once been in a while. I would like to go. So we went there, and like it had the normal breakfast buffet stuff, but also biscuits, which I miss. Bit like it's so hard to yeah. get a biscuit around here. But That's anyway. A so yeah, they got the yeah. they got the. I, I prefer the uh, KFC biscuits to Popeyes. They close ours down. Oh, well, anyway, so like they have the normal stuff. Like here's pancakes, here's this, here's that. But they also have like a chocolate fountain. Uh, yeah, all, yes. all types of cakes. And then like I, I saw stick your sausages under. And then they had like chicken fried steak. I'm like, okay, I guess that makes I'll sense. I'll eat anything if it's chicken fried. And then fried chicken. I was like. Really? Fried chicken at breakfast? And then the chicken fried and then fried the, chicken. And then the last one was fried catfish was there too. Ugh. I was like, why is this at breakfast? Like uh, But I did have some. What, I'm what? a big fan of catfish. It's four o'clock somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was and I if you don't have three if you have a, don't have at least three plates at a buffet, you're just not getting your money's worth. It's true. So mm. uh, so I it's did have a, that, but yeah, it was it's always a toss up between Ryan's. Mm. Do you still have a Ryan's? Yeah. Oh. Our, we don't have a Ryan's, uh, Ryan's, Ponderosa, which are now all gone. Uh-huh. Bonanza, which is now are now all gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hometown Bonanza. Buffet, which is only here in I think we have, the we Bay have Area. One. As far as that, we don't have them in Illinois, but it was mm-hmm. uh, still have Golden Golden Corral. Yeah, Golden Corral is still still, still there. Uh, right, the only place where you can get sushi, pizza, spaghetti, <laughs> uh, uh, burger. Uh, cut a steak right mm-hmm. off for the I same did, price. Uh, when it when it, it snowed, like you, well, anyone you know. In that swath of mm-hmm. weather that we had, a ton of snow or rain, depending on where you were, and tornadoes and shit. But like, we got like over a foot of snow, which is not that common for that area, and the most snow I've seen in like ten years. So, mm-hmm. played in the snow a lot, ran, you know, four wheeler and sleds and goofy shit. But like, then I went out and just did my favorite thing is when it's that snowed up, you just go out. And like, just jump up and go horizontal, and then land completely flat in the snow, and the snow will just. <laughs> and then you, can just, and then I just, you, you could, the snowbank sometimes allow you to reach roofs that you yeah. can then jump off into yeah. said snowbank. Yeah. Glorious. Nice. Uh, so, but then I was out walking around, and 
straight up got chased away by a wolf. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, my it's it's the middle of nowhere for sure. But it, it's, where are you going, kid? It's also like even on our property is a little woods patch next to a giant pond that is like it's not that big. And you know, I've walked through those woods before, and there's a, a car embedded in a hill that I bet there's a corpse in that car. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, wow. But then uh, against us is a giant another field of woods, and so I'm walking around, and I just like look by the pond, and I'm like, what? Why is, what is moving over there? And I just see it's a fucking wolf just like prancing around like, wait a minute, there's never one wolf. So I immediately start thinking, clever girl. And like, so I, start, so I immediately look left and right like, where? Where's a wolf? Like a raptor right in my face. And I was like, okay, I'm not getting boxed in here. And I just, and then all of a sudden the wolf notices I'm there. And we're far enough away that like if you started running, I probably still wouldn't get home in time. So I was like kind of worried. I'm like, he's probably not going to chase me because he seems to be alone. And he'll probably do that wolf. Like animals are generally more scared of you yeah. when you yeah. bump into them. They'll just be like freeze and try to scare you. And if you leave, you're fine. But I've also been chased by enough dogs in that area that I know if you run, a lot of dogs would yeah. just start chasing you because it's their instinct. Mm-hmm. So I just stared at this wolf while it growled at me and barked at me. For like 15 minutes. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not turning my back oh my to God. you. And then like I took, I was like, all right, now I'm just bored. So I'll just, I'll start taking back away. It. I'll, I'll take a couple steps back. So I take a couple steps back. That fucker takes two steps forward. Oh, shit. And I'm just like, Ooh. did you make a snowball and just throw it at <laughs> So I'm like. Was he not getting bored? Did he never like no, make a yawn in with he, his growl? Like, uh, <laughs> I was hoping for an Okami style. There's the character break. of just, <laughs> and it never happened. And I'm like. Ah oh, shit! Am I gonna get killed by a wolf? Like this, this... your cell phone work out there? Did you call? Yeah, anybody? I was like, I was about to start tweeting like, guys, because uh, the wow. most amazing wow. thing is that I have four bars. <laughs> like that's the craziest shit. Because I've tweeted pictures from out there like years ago, where I'm like, when I had a BlackBerry or something, I'm like, believe it or not, I have four bars, and this is where I am, and it's a picture, and it's just woods. Like I'm near nothing. Like I could scream at the top of my lungs, and no one would come. <laughs> Uh, and finally, so I just like slowly keep walking away, and then eventually he stops taking steps forward because I guess his imaginary territory line was mm-hmm. not breached anymore. And then I walked all the way home, and I'm like, "Yeah, someone around here is going to shoot that wolf pretty soon." And that made me sad because I'm like, he doesn't know property lines, but yeah. that was my property, and I know people who live on my property and around it will just shoot him. So hmm. uh, he's probably dead by now, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Did you name him? Uh, Borto. <laughs> only because the wolves are the only thing keeping the deer population in check. And since uh, we killed all the wolves, the deers run rampant. And when I go home in May, hmm. I will be able to count the deer corpses hit by cars as I drive home from the airport. I was, uh, my, my grandparents used to live in this island in Savannah called Skidaway Island. And the deer, like everybody had electric fences in their yard because all their plants would be ruined. Their trees would be eaten. The deer population is nuts. And then like once a year... Everybody evacuates, and the hunters come in, and they just, just hunt the deer. <laughs> yep. in, in suburbia. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. It look, I'm guessing it looks like a zombie movie with a shit ton of orange hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. Um, Let's get away, Island. Check it out. Yeah, let's go to break. Yeah, yeah that was a, yeah, let's a long segment. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back with some uh, new stuff we have planned for the new year. Oh.
break, Tyler Wilde. Oh, Are you ever going to be in an actual Peter? episode? No. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Come on. Hey, we only have so many mics here. Yeah. Yeah, and schedule. We got Mike Grimm. We got my... Davey Rudden. We got a... Uh, who knows? We may actually have another show. I don't. Oh, I can't I confirm I never, anything. I never heard anything like that. I did want to say we do have exciting news coming for the latest time in the future. We we're took a little a bit of a break, and oh. we're going to talk about it the next segment. We're not, we're not necessarily having a baby. I like creating a freakish organism. Ah. Uh, but we also are encouraging you. We'll tell you more about that in the next break. But we did start the site to help publish people who wanted to write and like get you published and out there. And we set that stuff up in the forums. We cleaned up the forums. And we want to start doing that again this year very much. So we have, there are spaces in the lasertimepodcast.com forums where you can submit work. And now we might have a process through which we can get it published now. Are you saying we're organized? Not not necessarily getting organized, but it's more about like, we don't get your work showcased unless you tweet, Facebook, tell a friend about the show, tell a friend about the website. So I encourage you to go to lasertimeshow, facebook.com slash lasertimeshow, and look up lasertimeshow on Twitter. Um... There's that, and then you can also help us out. Thank you so much for the people who actually donated over Christmas. I thought that was pretty astounding. I expected no donations, and there weren't a lot because I know it's a physically tight. Uh, I'm, I'm broke time. right now. I got about ten dollars in the bank. <laughs> I don't know how you afforded it. Jeez. Exactly, and we got we got about sixteen dollars in donations, and I appreciate that. Wow. And I appreciate people who bought T-shirts. We have new T-shirts in the <laughs> store, including lady tees and cheap podcast tees uh, up in the store. At lasersignpodcast.com. But if you don't want to pay us any money at all, you can click Amazon links on the right hand sidebar. Even if you don't that want that specific item, just enter into the in, just click that and enter into the Amazon store and shop like normal during that visit, and it'll give us a tiny commission on anything you buy. Each week we highlight the new releases um, out on Amazon, games, movies, and whatnot. And if you just click through those, not only can you kick us a couple shekels by buying through us, comment and win twenty dollars on Amazon. Yeah. It's stuff you were going to buy anyway. Exactly. You could drive down to the Target, but you're already at your no. computer. Save the gas money. Make Amazon spend that gas That's money. That's right. Make them bring it to your door. <laughs> you deserve it. That's right. That's on UPS. You don't have to care about that anymore. It's the easiest possible way to support Laser Time. I thank you guys so much for supporting us. I feel like I've been in like radio silence for the last two weeks, but trust me, I really needed it. Apparently losing my voice now. Um, I don't know how you feeling. You rested from the break? Yeah, I'm pretty rested. I yeah. keep like almost getting sick, and then I don't, so it's okay. Yeah, you got anything cool for Christmas? Um, I got a record player, which is great. Which and was that, red. It's going to come in handy uh, here on Laser Time. You guys are getting so tortured. Oh my goodness, we have so there are so many things that have never been digitized that we can find or already have that, that for some reason they're going to be digitized. I've been collecting, and <laughs> oh god, uh, you're going to get some storybooks read to you. <laughs> Oh, what a tease. Now we have to do it. Yeah, now we do. All right, guys. Enjoy the short... This is a short last segment, but it's a super optimistic one. Um, and share your New Year's resolutions with us. So why not?
the racetrack my dad built in the backyard uh, when I was a kid, and like, uh, like, uh, like that—that's like ten feet off the ground, and like stadium lighting and remote control race cars. <laughs> and he told me about that because I was like, we were eating at Dairy Queen. I was just like, how much money were you making with that? And he was like, <laughs> at one point, like eighty-eight through ninety, he's like, I was making as much as I was making at UPS. Wow. On the side. Just running this remote control hobby shop. And I mean, it was booming. There was always shit going on. These races were huge. Why do you shut it down? The neighbors shouldn't The neighbors complained, even though we have huge yards and we're not near anything. It's like, it was a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And we'd have... And also, everyone's just super boring out there. But I don't know. Also, some people probably just started shit. And then it got politics involved. I'm guessing that was just over my head as a kid. And then he now he's just like, yeah, there's always like five people. Anytime something gets that big, they just want to start trouble and just want to like... He said, she said things until they go away, and then they just somehow pat themselves on the back like, I ruined something, and then that's it. <laughs> it's like, Put a stop to that right quick. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah, I, it is life. Yeah, and it's like, there you go, just somebody didn't like other people having fun, so they made sure no one could have fun, and... Man, your dad sounds awesome. But also, yeah, he just got to the point where he kept that hobby shop open until we left that area and built that current house on all that land, so that building is still there now filled with garbage. Yeah, why, why wouldn't he keep the hobby shop? Well, I got to the point where, like, remote control shit just wasn't as lucrative as it was, it just, and also just the scene out there was harder and harder for him because probably nice. The same pol- the same politics were mm. still in effect, and like you want to go fly at an airport now, and it's like a small airport. If you know the guy, like yeah, you can fly here, that's fine. And then other airports, like the pilots will start chewing you out if you go to an actual airport, and he's like, it's part of the reason he wanted thirty acres of his own land. He's like, I will walk out my front door and fly the planes myself, <laughs> and no one was going to tell me to do anything. You show him the video of the. Getting rescued by the helicopter. I sent it to him. Yeah, it was so glorious. That was amazing. Some dude's flying a remote control plane, gets stuck at the top of a pine tree. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> he explained something to me though. It was uh, he's like, "Oh, you ever seen Empire of the Sun?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "No, I never saw it." It's my favorite. It's my favorite Spielberg movie. And he's like, "The scene at the end of that movie, the kid screaming yeah. at the P fifty one, horsepower, yeah. horsepower." He's like, "That's one of the most magical." And he showed it to me doing what my dad does, which is. Put the movie on TV and then filmed it with his iPhone, like this, just so he has it on it on his iPhone. Like the entire wow. movie, just this scene. Just, uh, so then he shows me on the iPhone, even though we're in his room. And I'm like, just put it. You have the DVD. I would love to watch that movie. Uh, so and I good. saw that scene and I'm like, wow. And I watched it. I'm like, wow. That actually explains why I can see why he would love that scene so much. And I'm like, if you want to understand the magic of aviation, like that scene, P51 Mustang specifically as a magical warplane. That scene's incredible. And they also told me what got him into planes in the first place. I was like, wow, I've never heard the origin story of like when you got bit by the radioactive plane or whatever it was that made you, made you live air. This is all not on the air, technically, know, even sucks. though we're recording. Are we recording? We are recording. Fuck it. Then we have, we, if we were coming in with that, that's <laughs> great. Right. Somewhere we came in with this. Then he told me this story of like... This is a beautiful moment between you and your father, too. I know, it was oh, crazy. So, like, it was like, and I was like, what What did get my dad into planes? Because what got me interested in planes through osmosis. And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he told me the story. And I'm like, that is straight up, like, magical, like, Miyazaki-level thing that would get you into something that changes your life forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, he's in his backyard in this house. And he's just really bored and just other stuff going on and kind of moved around and whatever. And nearby there's, and this is, you know, northern Illinois, um, so near Chicago area, but it's just boring, nothing. And Charles Lindbergh flew across the ocean. Just generally, I don't know, just kind of a a rough time all around. But 
and then he knows there's this air show that would eventually go on to be one of the bigger air shows. I forgot the name of it, but it used it grew it eventually become a big thing. Futog? Uh No. What? Um, but then, like in his backyard, all of a sudden, in formation, are three fifty one three P fifty one Mustangs buzz the house, kick up dirt in this straight line, and then like just do this incredible like flyover of his house, <laughs> and it's just and like as a kid, you're just like. Like that magic, like wow. what was that? And then like I can just see like animated like in a Miyazaki movie, just this yeah. thing like, Phew. and then as a kid you jump the fence and go ride your bike and follow him and like what was that? And it's this airport and I this crazy the, air like show the, was happening. The first week he probably thought that might happen on all occasion the all the time, so he was always waiting outside <laughs> yeah. with like binoculars and an aviator helmet, yeah. and then it never did, and then it becomes this magical moment that he can't recapture. Yeah, so unless. Does it? Unless. <laughs> um, so that's why the house is full of P-51 Mustangs. Um, but yeah, I guess I need to watch Empire of the Sun. Did, did you recognize the kid in the scene? No. It's Christian Bale. Is it really? Yeah, it's Christian Bale. One of his first thing. Christian Bale's like in every scene of that. He carries the whole movie. I know. It is a really great movie. I know the box because it was in the video store all mm-hmm. along growing up. What year was that? It must have been pretty 86, okay. I'd say I'd say more like 88. I, mean, yeah, I, like, definitely, I, I discovered it when I was like 17 and yeah. fell in love with it. Christian Slater's in there, right? No. Oh, ben no, wait. Jo, no, no, oh, yeah, Ben Stiller, John Malkovich. John and, Malkovich and is one like, hey, you got a Hershey bar? And that's uh, it's who shows him planes. Wait, yeah. Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian wow, Bale. So he weird. was a child. Christian Bale's like, he's like seven years old. Wow, that's so weird. It's the so he's the same age as us? Hey, you jack. And the guy lands down. <laughs> a little older. Uh, no, he's, he's, like, yeah, he's like seven years old. In the film. No, but I mean, he's the same age as us? No, he may have been 13. Oh. I think he was, no, he yeah. was a teen, in the, or pr- uh, a tween at best. Okay, because no, no, he looked like 12 or something. No, the film ends with him like 14 or something. Yeah, and, and that lasts. And there was Newsies oh. when he was probably like late Because <laughs> like, there's this basically the equivalent of a money shot of like this P-51 flying by super slow, mm-hmm. and it's like. But it rescues him. Yeah, well, it's just like. <laughs> The scene of the like those planes flying by is super slow mo, and my dad's like telling me all this. Like, well, technically, this would be inaccurate because you would never do this. But I'm like, he's like, it's such a cool scene. He was whatever. a prisoner of war. He'd been left and stranded in. All one of, of my favorite stuff. scenes early on is when the uh, when his the early old one. when his when his uh, former um, uh, house uh, uh, former domestic yes. used to work for him. He runs in there and he tries to order her around, and she just slaps him. Uh, the, just like, yeah. <laughs> He's, he's living in Shanghai during World War II, and the Japanese are, uh, completely take over. Yeah, and he goes back to his old house, his old mansion, and he gets not only pulled away from his parents. He gets separated from them, trying to go find his parents because he drops his fucking toy plane, toy plane. Uh. lets go of his mom's hand, and then is then separated. But that's one of the oh, the, one of the opening scenes. He's like he's holding one of the planes, running around with it, and he throws it over this little hill, and then runs up over the hill, and the camera comes up behind him, and there's like. Uh, encroaching war mm. like men in trenches look up at him in his backyard like wow. about to siege the city and mm-hmm. Jamie come come Jamie <laughs> and then he becomes, I really love that movie I really love that he movie he becomes a prisoner of war hey English boy hey English boy hey, English boy uh, oh, man, you do know this movie. Oh, apparently, yeah, apparently, I watched, need, apparently I need to watch this movie. The thing really about good. Empire of the Sun for me was uh, it was one of the films that was shown on HBO every day for the three months my family had HBO in the late 80s. And so I watched it 70 times, probably. I think, actually, it was one of those movies when we got this channel Encore added. Oh, on- yeah. the unedited free movie station, and it was yeah. like played all the time. Right? That and Tora, Tora, Tora. I Tora, feel like I saw like 500 <laughs> times. <laughs> Empire of the Sun is really good. It's it's my, uh, I just rewatched E.T., but it might be my favorite Spielberg movie. Mm. Most 
I'm afraid to make Maybe that JP. choice. Uh, I never hear it talked about, though. I don't know. It's it's definitely strange. It was it's, a it's flop at the time. Yeah, it's a total flop. But it, I loved it. Th- there's so many great... Ah, what are we talking about here? Well, we uh, were, <laughs> were going to wrap up our Christmas talk and then give people a preview of the new year. Preview of the new year. Um, laser time. Guess what my New Year's resolution... I, I'd hate New Year's resolutions. I hate the idea of making them... Uh, setting just going to give them up. Expectations anyway. for yourself. But I decided... I found one that is just one goal... Mm-hmm. And helps that with everything. I decided mine would be to save money. Because okay. lately I've just been having a blast and broke most of the time. But just constantly, like, I'll do anything all the time. I haven't cooked in eight months. Um, I'll smoke and drink as much as I want. Come home. Even, like, buy myself, like, expensive whiskey. Because who gives a shit, man? YOLO! <laughs> uh, and, uh, save money. And as a result of that... I will buy groceries, and I have. I will cook. I will lose weight. I gained a lot of weight in Florida. I lose. I did have an incident where, like, I was so drunk that, like, I can't actually drive home without eating that greasy <laughs> burger and fries from across the street. <laughs> I have to eat those. Uh, water burger. Water burger, baby. They added <laughs> first time in forty years added new shit to their menu. It was so exciting. I like they have uh, breakfast all the time. Yes. Open 24 hours, constantly a security guard there because everybody's hammered. Um, <laughs> I just like so much homemade candy and like Christmas, not candy, but like Christmas Cookies, dessert stuff. And and I, will, I will lose just, weight. Oh. I will consider the things I purchase very much more carefully. Whereas I, you know, I, when I say I, I blow money, I'm like, I just buy a lot of DVDs and comics yeah. that I don't always end up reading and games that I don't mm. end up playing. I will be more careful. I will take more, I will try and engage the things I have and have bought more than just procuring them and I was telling that to somebody it's just like especially the last two months I worked so hard so hard like night and day on Laser Mm -hmm. Time Cartoon Christmas in my real job that I don't feel I feel like I want to die unless I blow some money because otherwise what what what's was, the point? What's the point of all this? So I bought that hoverboard for no reason because, like, why? Oh, uh, it looks good on your shelf. Exactly. I got uh, I got the racist alligator from Princess and the Frog on it. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty great. But it, it, I want to stop that mentality to just do more things that are fulfilling rather than trying fulfilling a void by purchasing something and have it show up at my house. Mm. Uh, I want to read and watch the things I have, and all this is coming through saving money. And then I'm. Just looking out, I'm not, I'm not really going to do it. Like I opened my window, I, I wanted to clean my house. I bought nothing but house cleaning stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a shelf, get all the shit off the floor, um, and I cleaned all my windows off. And I'm looking across the street, and that building's for sale. I'm like, I like this neighborhood. I'm going to buy that house. <laughs> I'm going to buy that house, and I'm not really going to. But it's sort of like a weird motivator, just sitting there seeing it. It's been for sale for like two years. It's probably like two million dollars. Never be able to afford it. But if you but, find five friends. We did. We actually had that conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. like in San Francisco, maybe you can make it happen. Get twenty percent of the building. If there's three units in the building, three people can buy it. Mm. Perhaps. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Henry, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> got I, a lot of money sitting around. You got four hundred grand, right? No. Yeah, nobody has that. But I. But you know, so click on those Amazon. There's links. always relatives. <laughs> yes. Click on those Amazon links. But that was another thing. Laser time. <laughs> I wanted to take a concerted time off, recharge grow the site a little more. And part of that means paying more work and asking you guys again. Way back when we started, we had a little review section where you could contribute articles and whatnot. And and I, I, we've been remiss with checking that. The forums have kind of fell into disrepair. There were some spam bots in there. We have cleaned those out. We've cleaned them out. We're still working on cleaning them out, but I think we've prevented them from getting in. 
And I was really frustrated with that. I didn't know what to do while trying to make Cartoon Christmas and put up Laser Time content and still viciously police the forums for these spammers that I could not stop. But I think we finally stopped them. Mm. We're, Mark on wood. You may have seen Anne doing a little more work. Um, but before, I've just sort of been uh, taking people's suggestions. I want to write something like, okay, on Twitter. But we built a section for that. And a bunch of you used it. And now we're going to start doing something with that. Hmm. Um, and I, I promise you we're going to start doing something with that. So if you have any inkling to write for the internet, we have a review section and we want to publish you. Perhaps maybe we can even help you be a writer. Like maybe help you with your writing as well. I don't know. I don't know how much time I can put into that, but there will be people there to help you. Um, I want to do more podcasts. I want to give everybody a podcast that they've been asking for since we first started on a subject mm. matter all right, I will do an all earnest podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think it's enough to do that one twice a week. Something <laughs> the, the, the planets have aligned, and we may be able to do something like that. Hmm. Not, um, not the earnest thing. More on that <laughs> soon. Well, yes, the one, the one people have been talking about. Um, talking about? It's oh. on our radar, but uh, <laughs> and yeah, there's. I think that's probably a bit too big of a problem. I want to start I writing. I want to start writing more there myself. It's just it's been it's just been me doing all the maintenance and legwork and emails to sponsors, and it's kind of all been me. And maybe it doesn't have to be. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Frankly, we don't want to know. We don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're going to do a show all about it. Simpsons references. <laughs> uh, I wanted to try that sometime, much like the Star Trek episode, Darmok, where they speak in metaphors. Yes. I want to try to do a whole episode, or at least a whole segment, a 30-minute segment, mm-hmm. that's just Simpsons references as a metaphorical language. And we talk cool. to each other only like Marge at the D- or Homer at the DMV. <laughs> It's a big country. So I don't know. Like, like some some way of like just talking. Like uh, uh, I enjoy somebody... all the meats of our cultural stew. <laughs> did I did I say that? On, I may have said that on the show, but somebody had the brilliant suggestion of doing the Laser Time 138th episode spectacular, yep. which is a collection of nothing but Simpsons. Every mm. single show that has devolved into Simpsons references. Uh, you can find all that stuff. I, I mean, mean, I know there's at, at least 68 episodes <laughs> that contain. <laughs> we would probably want to crowdsource some of that and, like, what uh, we can find uh, each time we derailed the show. Well, I'm feeling. I, like, I actually, like, I, I hate to take a longer break as I did, but, like, I, I swear I want to recommend that to anybody. If you're feeling that overworked and. It's like I should just quit doing stuff or quit everything and or just take a break. Like a good two week break was so felt so fucking healthy and I feel so ready to do everything now. And man, I can't I, yeah. I, I mean all sound... most of our respective jobs had that sort of break where it's just like yeah. probably tired of what you're doing. Even though like this is very fun mm-hmm. and the respective industries we work in are very fun, mm-hmm. it still becomes a grind. It can become a slog and then, and then you come back and you're you're re-energized. And I hadn't had much of a vacation for years. Like, mm-hmm. Christmas is kind of my only vacation. Yep. I only have, like, sick days to take a break for most things because then I end up working on laser time stuff. But, you know, hopefully we can get some help making stuff from here on out. Uh, more content. Yay. Help us out. Mm-hmm. Forums. LaserTimePodcast.com. New Year's resolutions. Let's hear it. Um, I read... Oh, and be a better person. <laughs> kind of, I didn't like myself for the latter part of the year. Mm. Jeez. Oh, I know one thing I was... Yeah. Uh, we decided to not wear our shoes in the house anymore. Oh, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> and, God, is your life that much fucking peaches and cream? <laughs> we decided we're going to get an outdoor broom. <laughs> decided to make a big choice. Get, get that... 
that Webster broom we've been eyeballing. <laughs> I, uh, but no, I, I made good okay. use of vertical space in the closet and got mm-hmm. one of those shoe racks that it's like, we've been keep wearing shoes and trotting shit into the house and all the hobo piss, and I'm tired <laughs> of doing that. So when I walk in the door, taking my shoes off, hanging them up on this thing, that space I wasn't using anymore, I'm, this is a larger resolution, which is to de- continue to declutter and... Hobo joke. Hobo joke. Not just declutter, but much like you said of like, Using the things I have mm-hmm. instead of constantly buying things. And I got better about it. 2012 was the year where I really turned that around. Mm-hmm. And 2013, it's going to kind of completely go backwards, it I is, think. It I'm going to get rid of more things than I have at I, this I, point. I don't see a lot of people agreeing with me at, at our office, even. Like, yeah. I'm going all digital. Like, no more, ga- no more game boxes. Like, yes. Whenever <laughs> possible, no more game boxes of yeah. any kind. Yeah. I will be bu- If I have to buy them through Wii U with my 10% discount, yeah. I'll do that. No um, more boxes. Henry doesn't have that. That's not right. <laughs> yes, I know. Make him feel bad about it. But yeah, the, the interesting yeah. thing is, you're like, in fear of like, that system. I, it's weird. Like I know, like I have a physical attachment to anything pre-modern generation. Even PS2 and GameCube. I looked oh, at yeah. that with a. Oh. I did buy Die Hard trilogy, <sighs> Black Bar PS1, and <laughs> oh, wow. the Rapper 2. I did buy. Uh, I bought Mega Man Anniversary Collection for Xbox. Because I forgot that was rare for some reason. I forgot it came out on Xbox, and that's yes. such an oddity. I'm like a yeah. Mega Man game on like, physical disc for Xbox. Hmm. Plus, that collection is still really good. It is backwards compatible. Mega Man X Collection was 06. Just, you can play all those games on your current console and find them dirt cheap. For 06, it was 06 for X Collection for Xbox. Oh, X Collection. X, the X Sorry. Collection was 06. That was hmm. not on Xbox. Yeah. Um, that's for the twentieth anniversary. I'm that was for fifteen. No. Yeah, oh, 15. yeah, it was a long time ago. Uh, but uh, well, the, the anniversary collection was fifteen, and the first game I reviewed in a magazine mm-hmm. uh, for PSN. You know, but uh, uh, so yeah, less cluttered. Uh, I wish I could. Yeah. Do that. Well, the thing about current gen, so the whole like digital comics, I'm over it. Next gen consoles, if it, if there's an all digital option, mm-hmm. I will probably buy everything digital as long as I can. Except for like Zelda, I will not buy a digital. I just version don't of trust Zelda. those companies. To I don't either, but I also realize like, oh, what if I don't own it? It's like, dude, I bought Red Dead two and a half years ago. I will literally never play it again, mm-hmm. ever. I will not lie to myself and convince yeah. myself I'm ever going to play it. All it does is sit on a shelf, and that's all it will ever do. I loved it. I have cherished memories of it. Mm-hmm. The idea that I'm going to do it anything with it again is a, is a delusion. Yes. And that goes for uh, yeah. every game I own. The only F- thing that matters is I have I have nostalgia for NES, Super NES, well, I, also have, I won't get rid of those. I have that preservation sensibility of like, well, what if this isn't available anymore? And if I have the analog version, so to speak, or the physical copy, it'll, I'll, I'll always have the capability of making it work. I'll always be able to make those games work. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Well, yeah. Also, like the idea, like, I guarantee that if I got rid of Darksiders, right... Uh, 20 years from now, I bet I can probably find a way to play Darksiders yes. if I really want to. Really Even a legit to. way. Like, someone will just put it up on some also, server. Something oh, no, I got to pay $10 again for it. fucked up just, did just happen. I, w- I would say this. Like, every PS1 game imaginable was out there on the internet. Then Mega Upload got taken down. Yeah. And that was not the case. Mm. It's slowly building back up, but it's all, it is also, like, the very real situation of the small amount of people who did this. Yeah. Who is willing to upload this somewhere else? Yeah. Mm. Is this important enough? Uh... Well, so my resolution kind of, <laughs> kind of has to do with uh, I read on Cracked this really like being a better person thing. The, yeah, the being a better person article, which was six ways to be a better part of like to, to be the person you want to be or mm-hmm. to be someone you like more. Well, it's just about like 
getting a skill, like not just saying to yourself, like, well, I'm a nice guy. Why don't people like me? <laughs> yeah, why aren't chicks fucking this? <laughs> but <laughs> but it was just a lot of, uh, like, yeah, I I would say I have some skills already, but I do want to develop hmm. more. <laughs> Well, do you want Is to that know? the article that had the Google Eric and Ross thing in it? And yes. they talk about That's yeah. what it was! Hmm? God damn it. Carol and I, for like an hour last night, we're trying to remember, like, wait, who told us about Alec Baldwin's speech? Well, that had the Alec Baldwin speech and in there, Did you finally see that speech? And there's two responses to it. One is you're a prick boss. The other one is I should work harder or whatever. Mm. Yeah, one is... Yeah, yeah. It, and for an hour, we were going, like, did we read it in the magazine? No, no Chris told us that. That's what it was. And she's yeah. like, no, I don't think I read it. And I'm like, no, no, no. It must I never have been told that, you anything of value. It must have been the Entertainment Weekly we both read on a vacation two months ago. And she looks in a bag. I still have it. We go through as Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, right? <laughs> we find an article about Glengarry Glen Ross, the play. The, Al, uh, uh, Al, Al Pacino is now in the, the yes. Shelley, the machine. So out of pure uh, coincidence, uh, out yeah. of sheer coincidence, it did have a Glengarry Glen Ross <laughs> about the play. article in it that wasn't the thing we were talking about. I read the article. And then you said that. That's what <laughs> yeah. it was. So I'm going to text her right now. No, and that, yeah, and that cracked article, it, it has this point in that before when I'd seen that Alec Baldwin scene, I was thinking, like, God, what a prick. And, like, I've... The Alec Baldwin's character, you think he's a prick. And I still, in a way, when I see his character, I'm like, you're doing a performance. Like, and I don't mean Alec Baldwin is doing a performance as a character. That character is going yeah. through his speech, and he's very good at that speech. Mm-hmm. And I have hated people I've met in this life who... In think they can be Alec Baldwin like I'm gonna give that Alec Baldwin speech for and I no you're you're just shit piece mm. of shit but the guy had a good point that Alec Baldwin's character is right like you're here to work you're you're here to sell things fuck so you go sell. And play with your kids good guy <laughs> nice guy good father fuck, fuck you <laughs> you gotta you're here to close always be close like and he's a prick when he says it but he's right. But so, I wanted to be better at my closing. At, at closing, yes. <laughs> uh, but then, specifically at the end of the article, the guy specifically, specifically <laughs> at the end of the article, the guy challenges the readers to like just fu- like 2013. Get a new skill, like learn something really. That's true. Focus on that, and so I have. Uh, I don't want to say what it is on the podcast, but... Macrame? I, yes, yeah. Finally going to learn that macrame. Macadamia. <laughs> going to learn the history of macadamia. I'm going to become an expert on vanilla. <laughs> anyway, though, the... Uh, so, there's one <laughs> skill that I've always... There's one skill I've always wanted to have and never tried to learn. Henry, it, unicycles so are I, not fashionable. So <laughs> the world's greatest blue. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start studying the, the, the blue it. Blue ribbon winner. Is yes, the yellow ribbon at the state fair. I'm gonna start job. studying it soon, and so that's, wow, yeah, very wow. good. Yeah, next weekend, actually, I think. So. Awesome, nice. So that's GI Joe uh, Kama Sutra. <laughs> so that's it for me, uh, Dave. Uh, I'm gonna watch more wrestling. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I I, I feel I well versed in WWE, but at, I'm doing the wrestling Henry, podcast. I wish, so I wish you lived here, but I would like to meet up with you guys occasionally. Like, if we're just gonna watch the same shit, just do it in the same location. It's so much fun. Yeah. Well, I, I did yeah. watch some TNA while I was gone, and uh, it was pretty junky, but there were some fun matches and some fun gags, and uh, it, it was you know, it's just uh, it's just fun to watch. Yeah. I, I know that. Uh, I've had some tweets saying, oh, you should have reactions 
after the pay-per-view, and it, well, it would only work if we were watching it together. So. We might. So you guys have cable, so it's the only way we can watch Royal Rumble yeah. this month. Yeah. We can tour in it, right? <laughs> live? Can you throw a live torrent? Can you, can you torrent it through LazyTimePodcast.com and Amazon links? <laughs> I think so. There are illegal, there watch are illegal so, streams okay. out there. Your life is so uh, peachy, peachy keen, too, that... Uh, your idea is it, like I'm gonna do more fun stuff. Look, I did all no, my. I, 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 like, I have I have genuine things like I did well, all my I, crazy soul searching six years ago, and I fixed. It. I, I, well, did, well, whatever. I, <laughs> I, I can, I can always, I, but I, I read a part of that article. I didn't look at the whole thing because, like, I have actually changed who I am before twice in my life, in a positive direction. I always revert back to the shitty person, yeah. and I mean, I realize I am in the process of reverting back to the shitty person who irritates me. I'm glad you all yeah. got to see that in the last couple of years, <laughs> uh, but uh, I yeah don't I'm going to push further in yeah. the other direction. Well, I mean, if you want real talk, yes, like in in 2012, like one of the the things that I'm most proud of is that I I started to you know become a bigger part of this and and yeah you know, and, and yeah start a podcast mm-hmm. with you guys and just be on Laser Time like that that required me to put myself out there and say hey I like I, I listened You're to cool your guy. old show and I mm-hmm. thought it was amazing and. Like I have ideas like that, and I, I there are other people. You were like, and, "Why aren't you going to invite me on?" Did you you would actually say like, "Here's something we should do." Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, "You're right. You're gonna yeah. Can you come on?" Then it's awesome. But that yeah, that's a part of me that like, I like I, I don't know if it was being... the ideas of Laser Time I think are from Dave, even if we're <laughs> on them. Seriously, we talk yeah, about it all the yeah. time. Yeah, but it's just a part of me that it's like, I don't know why, but it's like yeah, just being in this industry kind of have to be like too cool for school a lot of the time yeah and i need to be that like that not like that around people like i need mm-hmm. to say like you do this thing that's awesome and i like it and i should i need to tell you about it that is uh that is much better yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. the the too cool for school thing really yeah really rose me the wrong way and that's what i liked about working at radar was it made you be nothing but creative even if you're like, if you have an idea, you want to start a blog, you want to write a dumbass article that you think is funny or you think is weird or an observation you had, you should just do it. Mm-hmm. And if it traffics, great. If it doesn't, it's unique. It's only you. And if someone thinks it's stupid, who cares? You didn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. The 500, mm-hmm. the 5,000, the 50,000, the 500,000 people that read it liked it. So everyone else who didn't like it, fair enough. Yeah, end to end. Did they go write a story, or did they write a thing that nineteen other people wrote? That's that actually. That's like, the difference. That, that was another thing in that cracked article. His last point was like, if you're going to try to create, then though not only will you try to defeat yourself from creating shit, but the world will try to stop. Yeah, you that too. Mm-hmm. That that I mean, that's a everyone good point. will try to tear you down. Not everyone, but there will just be people who are like who who are like you were before you. Cre- Wanted to create something where you just criticized other shit. And yeah, like, it's, oh, it's I the could easiest thing yeah. in the world. And I know we have two hundred podcasts of create criticizing shit, and it's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. It's super fun. <laughs> it's super fun, and it lets you blow off steam, and it's great. But it's also like, well, when you try to make something, you see why it's actually very hard to make great things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Instead, like I, that was something else that cracked article that really touched on me because I felt like I've done that in the past, not recent past, but. People who say, like, well, I could do something better than that, and I just don't want it. Like, then the, prove it. Yeah, the, just, I feel like I talk to so many write, people. If I were to write a novel, it would be the greatest be novel awesome. ever, but I'm not going to. The world, like, it's easier than ever to prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, prove me wrong, kids. 20 years ago, prove 30 years ago, very hard to publish anything, to put yourself out there in any way. 
it's the easiest thing in the world to make something and put it where someone can see it. Yep. It's the easiest time in history and it, that's ever been the case. And so you put, if you think you can do it, do it. One of those things that gets me down is like when we're not every day I wake up and um, laser time, Cape Crisis isn't the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> then I just heard Brett throw around a number like 500,000. Like there's so many, I think it's a lot rarer than you think for things to get those kind of numbers. It's harder. But the numbers, the, the amount of people who listen to us is really rewarding and it's nowhere near 500,000. Of course. And it, it's the kind of thing that keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Yeah, and my, and my thing there of like, just do it isn't like a taunt. It isn't like a, see if you can do it this good. It's, <laughs> it's a, if you think you can... Uh, do it. If it's a motivation. If you want to be a writer, write. Like, yeah, like, still do like it, this, the better. world has equipped you with all the tools you need. If you want to make a funny video, if you want to make a funny website, if you want to make a funny podcast, if you want to make a, an introspection onto the, the real Ghostbusters and analyze it for metaphysical, <laughs> philosophical meaning, do it. Like, just do it. It's, I'll read that. Yeah. Any esoteric piece of nonsense, like someone wants to read it. Mm-hmm. And it's just sitting in your mind all day. No one benefits from it, which is why I should probably do that Ernest and Godzilla episode of Laser Time. <laughs> That's so much work. Oh, my God. What? Right. So much work for two episodes in a year. I do. It's having an ongoing project. I just want to see it. Uh, here. Um, we've been Laser Time. We can yep. plug that. Um, VG Empire. Is there some motivational song we can Cape on? Crisis. Uh, yeah. The Touch? Yep. Podcast. Yeah, you've got The Touch. The Touch is one of the most motivational things I've ever heard. Yep. Okay, we can go with the <laughs> fucking touch. Jesus. We don't have to. Can I, can I, do, can I play a little piece of Conan O'Brien's speech? Yeah, I, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I don't know why I asked your permission. Um, LaserTimePodcast.com. You can go there. I love Conan O'Brien's speech on when he's losing his dream job oh, and he still gives great. a little bit of advice to people. Uh, it's our advice to you, like Brett's saying, not taunting. There are certain things you can do to do what you want to do. And I, I just love how you do. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Live how you want to live. Play how you want to play. And then after that, play how you want to play. And then kick, kick and you dance? Uh, kick if you stomp for France? I don't know that <laughs> I never knew the next yeah, part. I don't know that at all. All I know is it ruined the Castlevania 2 title screen music. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been Laser Time. Go to lasertimepodcast.com. We are giving away a $20 Amazon gift certificate this week. Bam. Uh, all you have to do is comment on the Amazon article. Uh, I beat the <laughs> Gamer Girl Talk, who does Poison Popcorn, just put up an article about Mr. entitled Mr. Bean, the original troll. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to read that. Um, Cave Crisis. Cave Crisis. Yeah, podcast. Cheap podcast. VG Empire will be, I believe, from what I heard, it will... Radical, radical, radical. <clears throat> is it? Confirm? Oh, it Nine? is. It will be. It will ah, be. yes. Um, well, let's hear that speech. Nobody in life gets exactly what they thought they were going to get. But if you work really hard and you're kind, amazing things will happen. I'm telling you, amazing things will happen. I'm telling you, it's just true.